are listening to Shooting Scoot, the Flames of War Team Yankee Fan of Nation Narm and Great World podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming with our tongues firmly in our cheeks, our pants as flat to the ground, and our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many, many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk and to shop online at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy had a great time at Stabcom. If nice dice are your vice, then be sure to check out Dice of War, our dice sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. And if you need bunkers to bus or autobahns to go too fast on, then also head over to frontlineterrain.square.site, our terrain sponsor. Terrain, terrain. Pull up, pull up. If you would like to contribute to this continued failed cross-check of a podcast, you can also become a patron supporter by following the link on the Breakthrough Assault blog. Pay one pound a month for your chance to also become internet famous. I'm Eddie Fez Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England, and I'm joined by my co-host Duncan, Air Support for Life, Gosling. Both kind of sneakers. That's how many you need. All of them. And Lee, if it's not an A5, it's not a Leopard Two. Parnell. You don't have the pointy armor. The pointy armor is what makes a leopard. Hey, hold on, it's an A5, half the size of an A4. It's a Madonna <laughs> tank. <laughs> Welcome to episode 87, the one where we come crashing back to normality. Lee, what are we talking about tonight? I'm, I'm just thinking the America's not going to get that at all. A4, A5, what are you talking about? Oh, B, B5, <laughs> this, this is it, paper gags, that's where it's You at. suck my battleship. <laughs> you see my paper. <laughs> you suck my battleship. Lee, what are we talking about tonight? I, that was take quickly. four of the intro, I can't do it again. Yeah, quickly. Someone, on. One of my patrons is going to have got the actual, um, no, Eddie ruins ruins uh, the intro. Now, he's yeah. not going to get it. He's just going to have a mention you ruin the intro. Yeah. So we're going to get angry letters. I, I'll tell you what, if you're playing along with your shoot and scoot bingo, I'm going to mention the ETC. Darren, don't Google that. Um, yeah. Why is this a command card and not in the book? Yeah. Schwimmwagens. Schwimmwagens. Le Oh, God, I've just fights. not set myself now. Why are they three points? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, triggered him. He triggered him. Anyway, moving quickly on. Um, <laughs> we're going first. We're going to have internet famous. We're going to welcome our new patrons Ooh. as we hit the magical number six. New the um, big six zero. The big six zero. Um, <laughs> then we're going to be doing. How can you make that sound rude? <laughs> it's just a number. Because I I can't I can't divulge what why I'll explain I'll explain that we're not recording. offline. Um, <laughs> that's a that's a Discord Patreon exclusive right there. Oh God! Um, Don't Google that, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what are we doing? Faces, faces, something, something. We're talking about what we've been painting. When we get doing news in the front about what we've been playing. Mm-hmm. Then we'll be having our patron of answers. And then we'll discuss upcoming events. And then we shall go to Shoot and Scoot. Yeah. Sounds like so, a, Eddie. Quite right. Please, yeah, sorry. Eddie, will you please introduce our new patrons? Well, I'd like to say a big hello to uh, the Matthew Davis Band Experience, um, who is a, a brand new scooter, as we as they had, as you had to call oh, no, them. Oh, don't, yeah, don't <laughs> scooter. scooter. When I was young, beep, beep. I thought that life was so wonderful. Mm. It was like a shooter, and you know, it was a spate of Pay one pound a month for your chance to also become a wanted internet fellow. <laughs> <laughs> to be a lone gunman. Join us on the GCHQ watch list. Also, fantastic hello, happy new year to Harry Yates. 
Um, no relation to the footballer. What, what about to the fish shop? No. Okay. Not 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 allowed. Game no, over. No, no relation to Harry Ramsden. Okay, gotcha. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that works. I'm sure that. Too highbrow. Too highbrow. Yeah. Yeah. Harry <laughs> Ramsden is too highbrow. <laughs> Jeez. And uh, Cornelius a boy. Speaking of highbrow, um, yeah. Who is the wizard? You're a wizard. wizard, Harry. If you think about Cornelius, you've got to be a wizard, right? You don't have to. Cornelius Fudge is the you know the minister of exactly. magic. But... There you go. This is his second cousin twice removed. Or this is his maiden name. Can I just go back Matt, to Harry one? Cornelius, thank you very much for becoming our new patrons. You are now internet sub-famous. Triply so in Canada. So Exactly. That's the thing. I, 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 I Have they joined the Discord yet, Lee? Discord manager? Uh, I believe... Um, Harry has, I believe. Ooh. I'm just trying to think. Any others have? I'm pretty sure that one of them at least put their head in. They got waved out. <laughs> That's a bit personal. Determined <laughs> <laughs> to paint to, to to push that. Um, you know, this is just what you have to do with tanks, isn't it? You have to put your head in and make sure you paint the inside. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. So a big hello to them and all of our existing patrons over on Discord. Yeah, thank you very much for giving me lots of things to read through. <laughs> it keeps you entertained. It does, yeah. Yes. So if you want to become one of our patrons, then chuck us a pound a month, and what you'll get is access to our Discord, as we keep saying. You'll get, you'll get yep, access to the episodes at least a day early, if not more, because I forget to change the setting <laughs> over to public after <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, just, I think they had two weeks in the last one, didn't they? Yeah, it was a good stint until I realised after halfway through my Christmas break, what happened. We're going to be doing some more um, giveaways soon. We had um, a recent one for our um, Tiger thing. What was it? What, what was there? It was Tiger or Chopper. Yes, so no took the chopper option. Yeah. It's all tigers. Yeah, it was all tigers. I was quite, I was quite surprised at that. And and it was helicopters are death traps. Everyone knows that. <laughs> but it was it was also you didn't have to paint it. You just you, you could do a little mini tableau or you know just set something mm-hmm. up that looked cool. And and Roy, it was yeah, it was Roy Hood that that won it. Um, he had a fantastic, just grey tigers. No relation to the battleship. No, no, no. HMS Roy Hood. Yeah. <laughs> didn't he do yeah, um? So. Didn't he do record breakers? I, I don't is know. that Roy Hood? Miss me. Oh, no. I don't know. I have to look that up. Too highbrow again. What record breakers? <laughs> Jesus, well, it, was, it was it was BBC. You know, it's a. Well, that's true. Yes. Don't Google that, Darren. Darren, don't Google that. Yeah. <laughs> Dedication. <laughs> Dedication. Swatch me. See, I briefly think why you're saying don't Google BBC, and then thankfully yeah. my brain caught up. <laughs> It's also that time period between 1970 and 1990 where everything went a bit wrong at the beep. So there's probably a good chance of that being in a puppet as well. I'm at it, Jones. <laughs> it's all gone wrong for me. Mm, exactly. What I have you boys to... been painting then? Hmm? Hmm? Duncan? Hmm? Uh, order? I have <laughs> I have painted... Yeah, I still can't work out that that's, that that's always been the order. It's very unsettling. Um, have I? Here's the question: Have I broken the order by me saying it and not having Lee say it? Uh, yeah, probably. I'm not sure it count, that counts. I'm, I think we're okay. Okay. Yeah, let's go to the uh, let's go to the judge. Um, I've painted um, a Jaeger army for Team Yankee. What? Since the last episode. Yeah. What? So I'm just finishing off the Panzer cannons now. 
that I've painted uh, three platoons of Jaegers. Uh, three platoons. Yeah. And the command stand and uh, an M50, oh, 577 and some Panzer right. Mortars. Wow. So but, not, but you haven't done their like M113 transports? No, because I want them to be the really scabby ones. Because I had a look and actually... Oh, truck mounted guys, okay. Yeah, because <laughs> apparently um, you could tell which ones were good uh, homes at whatever they're called, brigades. Because they had Panzer, uh, sorry, Leopard ones mm. and M one one threes. The crappy ones apparently had the Panzer cannons and no transports or just trucks. So, so have you have you painted them all as per the picture you sent? Yeah, all of them exactly the same. Yeah, cool. Have you seen Die Hard two? Mm, probably a long time ago. Why? Uh, because in Die Hard 2, there's a scene where they're, they're firing the machine guns at each other. Yeah. And they're full of blanks. Right. Which is the training ammunition. Yes. And they demark it as training by putting blue tape around the magazine. Oh, bugger it. Really? <laughs> what, on the, on the Milans? On the, yes. Yeah, so I, hmm. I, I, I wasn't going to say anything. I actually said to Eddie, should I actually say anything? Because he's, he's painting them all. I thought, oh, no, let him... But yeah. Oh uh, no. So on, on, on a on a rocket oh, there, no. there are two bands. The band at the back tells you is basically coloured to show you what the um, motor is, and then there's a band at the front to show you what the warhead is. Right. Now generally you want the back's brown because it's a low order explosive, and the one at the front is generally yellow because it's a high explosive. But if you, if they're both blue, it yes. means it's a inert motor and a inert warhead. <laughs> I said oh. you shouldn't tell him because then he'll give me an excuse. When he fails, always fire. I was good checks. to you. Well, I just blurted it out. I didn't oh, blurt it out. It was no. a carefully laid track because I wanted to record his reaction. Oh, I'm really upset now. <laughs> I was going to waste like that H39s content. all over again. Oh. <laughs> so I didn't want to say anything because he'd gone through all the effort of painting the little yellow markings on. Well, I even Googled it. You paint the bands it. on. It's, it looked well, cool. You did. You probably got a really good picture of them firing training ammo. Oh, it's actually it's fine. It's fine because they're they're Jaegers. They could probably been issued uh, training ammunition and told to hold the line. I mean, there is that. Yeah. There you go. These will work, won't they? You've only got one Milan. Oh. <laughs> oh. Just shout bang. <laughs> shout bang. <laughs> was the um was the hot missile different thing? Because the hot missile, I think, has got. No, no it's exactly not the actually exactly the same. Thinking about it, my helicopter's got. Exactly that, and my tone. Oh, no. I'm pretty sure you asked me, did you helicopter? And I told yes, you how I did. it worked. Yeah, you did, and I forgot since then because oh, I've no. slept. Oh, it's fine. I'm going to leave them there. That's absolutely. That's fine. fine. There you go. I'd, yeah. At least that way, you know. I yeah. wasn't going to let you. You know, because the, 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 so, that's the kind of thing you'll get. Oh well, actually, come over. Well, yeah. actually, yeah, see, well, I, I had this. I had with Hawkeye and his SAS jeeps because he um he put the berets in you know the classic SAS sand color. Yeah. Up. Which is fine, except for in I think nineteen forty three, the British standardised all airborne forces had to have red, maroon red ferries, yeah. including the SAS, and that's why the likes of the Dutch SAS and the French SAS had red berets. Okay, right? even even post war, they didn't bother to change them. Hmm. That's what they had. Oh, yeah. Okay, but okay. Uh, yeah, it's like but you then. Have this classic thing where do you paint it correctly, but uh-huh. then have people constantly saying you're wrong, 
or do you pay it incorrectly? And occasionally, oh. I tell you, someone occasionally has someone tell you wrong, but otherwise, yes. most people will just keep their mouth shut. Thinking, oh, that's the answer to the berries. You know, the answer to that when someone goes over and goes, that's wrong. You go, cool, show me your painted models that are painted correctly. Well, yeah, yeah, I is that. I mean, this oh, gets... oh, oh, you don't have any? Oh, well, wind your neck in then. So if you Google uh, Rochambeau or kick to the nuts, then I think that, um, <laughs> that's probably the appropriate response. Uh, yeah, so uh, well, the other interesting thing about having done all that is it's worth no points, basically, as well. Because it's... Because yeah. it's all rubbish. So um, that entire company is 25 points. <laughs> Which means that for the year as well... So I've also painted some... Uh, I've had an infantry burst. So I've painted uh, the hip. That's finished. So nice. The uh, hip helicopter and the uh, airborne stuff to go in the hip is also painted. Oh, that's so, a new platoon? Yeah. Oh man, I thought that was just like here's my helicopter, some mod infantry I had already. I didn't realize it was no, no, no. infantry as well. Yeah. Oh, I hate you. It's the eleventh of January. And that's that's the army's armies stuff. Oh. So, because Lee's got your stuff, by the way. He's got your Ooh. Land Rover and things. Yeah, it's all yeah. packed ready for Sunday. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's done, but it does mean that for January and for 2023 to start with, my uh, points per stand currently stands oh. at zero point six eight points per stand. <laughs> so less than one point a stand, which is a bit depressing. Um, it's a number of mighty number of units or or bases, but not many yeah. points. But yeah, I right. but next time we do an airborne operation, I will have a Jaeger company now that we can. That's gonna be awesome. We can get throttled by airborne troops because it'll be roles reversed. It'll be um, Soviets being hit on fours and West Germans being hit <laughs> on um, threes. <laughs> Zara world, exactly. <laughs> you could have um, what's the tank destroyer thing that the airborne forces have got, Lee? What the um... Soviet ones? The oh, ASU eighty fives. That's it. So you can have ASU eighty five versus uh, Panzer Jag cannon or cannon Jag Panzer, whatever it is, um, <laughs> with the ninety mils. So just... Worst shootout ever. Yes. No, it'd be lethal because no one's got any armor. Yeah. <laughs> what's your front armor? Six. Oh dear. Oh no! You've oh no! Um, so I think that's it. I've put together my Egyptian BMP one company, Ooh. So the infantry. So they might be next. Um, just one of them because I forgot how many stands there actually are. There's bloody hundreds. Yes, it's a lot. Um, but yeah, I need to put the BMPs together for that because um, we played the game and it was quite good. And I remember that I still have a bit of a nation to paint. So um, done that and. Uh, I think that might be it. Yep, that's it. Nice. Lee, what have you been painting? Um, I have not been productive as Duncan. <laughs> well, sure. no one has. That's I, don't know, I don't know what's happened. It's, it's gone mad. Clearly, you've had a lot of conference calls and you've been yeah. very attentive to those calls. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, see, I, I miss days of work from home, but this sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> I, I have painted um, three hips. They are lovely as well. Which means my points per figure is better than Duncan's at one. Yes. <laughs> a single point each. Yeah, I can't believe that. Outrageous. Yeah, so I, I yeah, these are the, these are the mine, yours are 3D printed ones, with mine with the battlefront ones. So. Yeah, I'll be interested to see when we put them side by side. Because I, need, yeah. I only needed the one, and I needed some other bits and bats, and just thought I'd see what it looked like. 
Because the worst comes to worst, if it was rubbish, we could just get Mike to crash it. Yeah. Because Mike likes crashing aircraft. He loves loves crashing aircraft. He does. He's on the no-fly list now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I paid them basically the same as my Heinz. They got that kind of like their um, beige base and their um, green patch camo over the top of it. Can can I ask a question on the the helicopters? Because they're not on forces yet, right? So They're not, no. Do you, are there any prerequisites for taking helicopters? So do you have no. to have... Okay. Because at the moment, all they are is they you swap out one set of helicopters for another. So all the so, units that have helicopters have helicopters anyway. You just replace the fact that they well, have Lynxes or Hinds or whatever, and you mm-hmm. give them the larger what, transport helicopters. What about if my Afghanistan, for example, are in support? Mm-hmm. And they don't come with helicopters in their unit. Well, you, sorry, you've got sorry. The Afghanistan basically not the Afghanistan. Sorry, air assault. One yeah. one helicopter for every eight figures for a point, basically. Yeah. But you don't count attachments. Only only the AK and RPG teams, basically. Yeah, so I've got seven stands. So that would give me one hip I could take, and then the spigot just carries catches a ride, right? Correct. Yeah. But that's legal. There's nothing illegal about doing that if I've got just tanks and no. BMPs or whatever and just having no, no, an air, no. the way, air the, assault. The way the wording is, is you're swapping out units that can take helicopters for a different type of helicopter. But that, that's my point. I don't know if they can take a helicopter because they're coming out of the support. They don't have helicopters in the unit. Right, so right now the rules... That... Sorry, I'm being old, but I was trying to read this and trying to work it out in my head and I was struggling. Okay, well, that's because the rules right now assume you're playing the air assault mission, but it's unclear whether you can have helicopter have these helicopters outside of the air assault mission. Oh, I see. Now, oh, ones, yes. Okay. Yep. The ones where you swap them out, well, that's probably not really going to be a problem if you do that. Mm. The ones where you buy an addition, which is basically the VDV and the Afghansty. Yep. It's like I say, it's not clear if that is the intent, but. Um, Obviously, oh, we play. when we play, we don't care. Oh no, no, no! Yeah. I was just, I was just thinking that if someone asked me the question, I'd go, "Oh well, no." Yeah, so yeah. I'd, no, I'd I, like I'd assumed I hadn't read the the VDV and the Afghanistan yeah. ones. I'd assumed it was like the NATO ones because all the NATO Ooh. ones are you replace your lynxes with a Chinook. And, so and to that, me, that's like actually, yeah. <laughs> ironically, you spend all this extra effort and money to uh, make things worse because uh, you're putting all of your eggs in one basket. I spend one money because yeah. you know a box of if you're placing four four Hubies with one sea stallion is probably a massive saving in money. Oh, that's true. I spend less. Well, that's if you haven't already bought the Hueys, of course. Oh, that's true. And also, you've got <laughs> Which most people probably have some way of lugging it round as well. You need some kind of heavy transport system. Yeah. No, I, th- I just thought it was interesting because you're right. And I was looking at just the Soviet stuff, and it doesn't. It's not a pay a point to put them in helicopters job. It's a, you can have these guys on foot. I don't. I don't think it's ever going to come up for the mm-hmm. simple reason that in the competitive environment it would actually matter. No one's going to be taking helicopter troops anyway. Because they're death trap. Yeah. Because they are a death trap. Because you are not guaranteed to get them on the board, and there's so many ways that the opponent can just drive within eight inches with a unit and wave you off. Yeah. Okay. It's, you know, it's 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 one of those things where, like, yes, it's not defined. It doesn't actually have to be defined. It's just theory. People are saying. If if, if I'm wrong, then feel free to write in and well, correct me. It's feel free. Phil Yates' pseudonym. At Phil Yates. Yeah. 
at Phil Free. Mm. At Phil Free to Phil Yates. <laughs> I'm not feeling Phil Yates. Oh, make him sad. Well, all right, I might just a quick one then. I <laughs> know. Oh, sorry, that's off on a tangent, but I thought it was worth talking about while we were talking about helicopters. But they do look mm-hmm. lovely, Lee. That mo- that uh, masking putty that you use. Yeah, masking putty. <sighs> Doesn't have to do a job. Masking putty is black magic, quite literally. Mm. Yeah. That's, uh, that's Friday's Friday's painting session for me is is helicopters. Hey, it was easy. I was just doing like olive drab. It's like <laughs> olive drab nature helicopters. No, I've got um, I'm RAF, aren't I? Yeah, olive drab. They weren't olive drab, were they? They were grey and the lynxes were. I'm pretty sure the RAF ones were just plain olive drab. Really? I thought they were two tone, like oh, Falkland style. Oh, it might be actually. Oh, in the eighties, yeah, probably were actually. Yeah, yeah, totally. Two, Did yeah. you do one yellow, like a seeking? Yeah. Do you like if a seeking? seeking? I would, but I think a seeking's gonna be slightly lost doing a search and air rescue, <laughs> sea air rescue over uh, northern could, Germany. Could be an exfil. Just, just saying. At exfil eight. <laughs> exfil, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were right. Two tone camo. Yeah, yeah, brain, yeah. Two tone camo. Nice radio. Uh, Radials. Roundels. Roundels, that's the one. Thank you. In, in yellow. You are, and... you are, you are becoming the uh, Airmeister. Well, I, I, I was at the uh, RAF Air, Air, Air Museum this week as well. Exactly. Taking pictures of cool things. Yeah, that's a meteor. <laughs> you should have said, do you know I've written several articles on aircraft? Yes. <laughs> I've been so famous about my aircraft abilities. I, I, I couldn't really because I, I was talking to a, a, a group, former group captain, I think he was. Yeah, that means that means he knows what an aeroplane looks like once. It, it, yeah, he's still an active reservist and things like that. So, well, I'm technically an active reservist. So, no, you're not. Are you? <laughs> technically, Jesus Christ! If they ever need to, you know, if, if there's a combat drop, a combat glider drop into Arnhem, they probably the Luftlandish Sturm. If the Luftlandish Sturm gets re <laughs> reformed, in case of fourth right, Blake Gass. Yeah. <laughs> is it just pat- like pattern we get them out of frozen storage my, oh. my pattern's got freezer burn why's he got a pack, uh, pocket full of potato waffles shut up pop in, pop yeah. in the bike way for 20 minutes exactly they're waffly versatile no waffles you stick in the toaster This is that's black magic that is black magic how does that work I, I, I don't sorry know. Darren definitely google that Bird's eye potato waffles. Yeah, plus toaster. plus toaster. It's insane. <laughs> it's like it's like people boiling hot dogs in hotel um, kettles. And yeah, but that was is, just weird. When people, I saw that. people also boggle their pants in the same kettle. So you know. Ugh. I'm sorry. What? Yep, it's a thing. If you Why, don't have, have you access, if you don't, <laughs> I have not done that. No, luckily I took enough pants for that week. See, what you want to do then is wee in the kettle before they get to that stage. It's like, it's like, it's like that's, that's um, what do you call that, force? No, escalation dominance at that point. <laughs> escalation. To be honest, most, most overseas cups of tea do taste like piss, so it does, it's not degrade anything. Yeah, if they boil their pants in it, then they'll also boil that smell into them. So they'll just... <coughs> they'll, terrain, terrain. They'll have clean well, undies, but they'll stink up. like an, a care home. You really are escalating, de-escalate here. It's, uh, it's... Yeah. yeah, we're just we're just pushing our clean rating as far as we can. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> especially on those undies. Dicing, dicing with death. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, uh, what have you been? Painting? What have I painted? I have. <laughs> 
painted absolutely nothing in 15 millimeter. Um, That's fine. But yeah. this year, I have. I'm quite proud of myself, actually. Um, I have painted. I think it's a hundred. 1,600 points of Lord of the Rings. It's all Isengard as well, isn't it? Or, uh, no, Mordor. Mordor, sorry. Little bit Isengard. Well, the Isengard was last year. That was all the Urukai. And then this year, it was uh, a refight of the Battle of Telenor Fields, um, of which I was the baddies. Uh, so I painted 75 Moranian orcs. Orcses. Orcses. Yep. Um, with command and extra uh, shieldy special character dudes, uh, three cave, three trolls, mm-hmm. a Mordor catapult, Jeez. Gothmorg, who is the, orc the ugly commander, one. the ugly one with the weird arm, yep, um, and his warg, uh, and the witch king of Arnor, Angmar, his Ang- Angmar on his big um, flappy fell beast. You didn't do the Mouth of Sauron? No, the Mouth of Sauron's at the Black Gate. I've got him. He's for a different... He's for later on. He's for Ron. The Hand of Mouth. This this was the Pelennor Fields where they're marching across the field. They're sieging Gondor. Yeah. And then they get the Rohirrim in the side. So uh, my mate, Justin... (laughs) Justin did a fez in that he put off his painting of his Gondorians um, until the day before we were going up there and then literally didn't sleep. Oh, dear. Oh, wow. He stayed up all night, even though I told him that he didn't have to paint his models. He was like, no, it's your birthday, like mini birthday party, and you've painted your models. I'm going to paint mine. Uh, so it's Warhammer night... World, man. It's Warhammer Yeah, exactly. World. Exactly. He gets it. He gets hmm. it. So, yeah, he painted um, like 40, 30 Gondorian warriors with all their, which is like, you think, oh, it's just a load of armor and stuff. But he also did all the shields with the little tree of Gondor. Oh, Jesus. What transfers yeah, that, or Is it a transfer? No, it's not a transfer. It's raised detail on a plastic shield that he ended, up, he ended up getting a cotton bud and kind of like doing a dry brush highlight over the front. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's awesome. He he knocked it out of the park. Because when he was talking about it, you kind of sit there going, you know, okay, they're going to look a bit pants. They looked amazing. You couldn't have told them. Yeah. That's a skill. But uh, no, do that kind of all night painter and actually still not look like you've done all night painting. Yeah. I mean, he looked like he'd done all night painting because he was sat there just. <laughs> By the time we'd got, (laughs) by the time we'd actually set up, um, it was really nice because loads of people were coming over um, and asking loads of questions about the game. There was a guy from Japan who'd come over and, and in you know, broken English but very good broken English, asked the debate. You know, asked like, "What game is it? Lord of the Rings?" And we said, "Playing on Fields." He's like, "Oh, Return of the King, my favourite." You know, because obviously the terrain we had just the like Osgiliath ruins set up as like the wall of Mm -hmm. Minas Tirith. Yeah, um, and then I had all my guys in a big column, and um, Paul Paul had all his Rohirrim, which are just the fantastically painted ones, all set up to charge into the side of my uh, my orcs. Um, yeah, no, it's just a really a really good game, and and we made jokes of like all I wanted to do was have you know Theoden get killed by the Witch King, and then have Eowyn come over and kill the Witch King, and and <laughs> and that'd be happy. Um, and also for my catapult, which I painted, you know, brand new model. My, my my Mordor catapult to crush some Gondorians. Um, turned out the Gondorian catapult, sorry, the Morian catapult didn't kill a single person that it actually hit. <laughs> what? But it always killed the person next to them with the splash damage. <laughs> so it's like there's a strength 10 hit, 
which removes all wounds on the person it hits. And I'd roll a two oh or a God. one and not wound them. And then everyone within two inches gets a strength five hit, and that would kill. <laughs> it was just like, oh, I've I've hit four things in a row, and I've not killed a single person I've hit. But the guy next to him has just been like, look out, sir. Yeah, exactly. It was, we said it was a reverse Gothmorg. <laughs> like in the movie when the Gothmorg gets, you know, he, he steps out of the way. He steps out yeah. of the way, but pushes his mate in front of it, um, which is quite funny. And then uh, the Witch King flapped in, and for four rounds of combat tried to kill Theoden. Oh my god. And failed. Good. Even though Theoden had no points of might, no points of will, he, uh, he was just a normal guy, the dice were just like, no, no, that's not going to happen. No, that's not going to happen. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, no, you're not going to get that. Um, oh my god. But it was a hilarious game. It was really, really fun. Because um, it was, you know, it's narrative play. It's not competitive at all. It was, it was just hilarious. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, yeah, no, really enjoyed it. Really, really good. Um, also got the the last little uh, Forge Worldy bits for my squat Necromunda campaign gang. Oh yeah, some play tests on Monday with the oh, assault cannon. The yeah, the the exo suit that has the sustained uh, rapid fire three heavy bolter. <laughs> yeah, it's clearly just an assault cannon. That's clearly just an assault cannon. Yeah. It's also clearly just going to explode and a version two assault cannon. We roll three yep. dice, it might explode. I it love it. Jam, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you roll more than one ammo check and you, you fail more than one ammo check, then the gun is broken for the rest of the game. And it's <laughs> like that's that's excellent. I love that's that. Classic Necromunda. That is classic Necromunda. It was so funny when Stu joined our, our, our group chat for the flame, the Teen Yankee. He mentioned about doing his Ash Waste Necromunda. And all of a sudden, Eddie is bouncing up and down. Me, 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 me. I want to do it. I want to do it. I, <laughs> yeah, no, very excited. It, it's been a lot of fun. Um, the new the new Necromunda is really, really good. Uh, like most things, it's really, really good if you play it with people of the, the right, right mindset. Way, yes. yeah. yeah, because it is a sprawling mess of rules and extra bits and stuff like that so you can get quite easily bogged down but if you just kind of have 18 books of it (laughs) yeah exactly Uh, but if you have that you know this is probably how it should work agree with the opponent crack on it's really good really good fun um no so i actually painted an absolute ton so much so that i'm running out of um room for painted models (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so i'm having to put some things back into deep storage to free up space to have my painted models in storage good grief I know, and I'm I'm excited to keep it going. Yeah, good. Con- contrast paints are life, bro. They're just amazing. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, you, it looked like you've been using contrast paints and what you've been doing. It's... Do, do you want to know the really funny thing? What's that? It's seventy. Was well, it's nearly eighty odd models, mm-hmm. and technically they're all non-metallic metals because oh, yeah. all the armor is just sprayed grey with a, a grey wash over the top. Huh. That works. Yeah. yeah. Which my friend spent uh <clears throat> spent twelve hours painting one shield non metallic metals. And I went, Oh, that's funny. I did a I, I did seventy five models at eight an average of eight minutes a model in non metallics. <laughs> He's doing it wrong. <laughs> you my friend have, <laughs> you my friend have made mistakes. <laughs> you have been blocked. <laughs> oh <laughs> um, no, but so Friday is all about getting um my Polish Yep. To a point where I can play with them at the uh, Whiskey Run game on Sunday, which is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got some neat surprises, which I won't spoil now for mm-hmm. those who are attending. Also lined up. Um, 
I told, I told you guys about the Vulcan, though, didn't I? Was that my last podcast? Yeah, the Vulcan. That was Vulcan, the last podcast, yeah. That was the last podcast. Pod, yeah, pit, 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 pit. <sighs> yeah, it's sitting there looking at me forlornly, going, oh, but I was going to be really cool. I was like, yeah, but you're not a scattered one to a hundred scale B-52 across <laughs> an autobahn. Cool, are you? And he was like, no. I was I stood in the uh, basically in the Bombay of a Vulcan. I recognised that, and I didn't, yeah, so... didn't say yeah, exactly. It was like, oh, I know what that is. I did ask why it was so big, and they were like, "Well, nuclear bombs that big?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah, that makes sense." Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that you mention it, oh yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I see your point. Why are my trousers down? No, they're up. I can see they're up. Oh, I see your point. <laughs> why are my trousers down? No, they're up. I can see they're up. Ah, classic bottom line. Ah, yeah. oh, love it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that was spaces, spaces, something and something. So, uh, news in the front. What have we been playing? Funny enough, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've already talked to that. Yeah. But, uh, you've already done yours. You, you skipped ahead. Have you played anything, Lee? Uh, I played some up at Effect. Can we do Federal Nations, even though my army is. No, 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 no. We put it to the vote. We put it to the vote to the Patreons. And, <laughs> and overwhelmingly, boy. overwhelmingly, people wanted Fate of a Nation. Yeah, apparently, patrons hate me. Not great war. <laughs> Great they hate you. They said a great war. No, yeah, no, it's, it's not that bad. It's not great. <laughs> tanks, Meh. Meh your war. world of tanks. Oh god, war. desert war. Yeah, no, it's good yeah. though. I enjoyed it. Oh. Yeah, well, I, don't get me wrong. I enjoy, I enjoy the game. Well, I definitely enjoy the game. I, I knew we you were taking playing... your megax, so I, I did deliberately not take the thunderbolts. I'm not sure that made it better. <laughs> oh, okay. um, uh, yeah, so because yeah, cause I. I so I, I had the army I did for the original um, Fate of Four Gamers, so it's basically... Well, it can be up to eight Magax, though. That's a lot of points. So normally, <laughs> it's about six Magax in a very badly optimised formation. Um, yeah. With really a particular M113 <laughs> Mighty Infantry, which are awesome and the best thing in the army. Yeah. Um, I had some priests, and then I had two tow jeeps, which continue to disappoint me. Um, <laughs> You're not angry. Just disappointed. Oh well, it was be, be fair. They got sort of let down by the mission in the tow jeeps, but um, and yeah, you you were rocking up with T fifty five, T sixty two, two T sixty twos, two the BMPs, BMP one, two lots of artillery, aircraft, because you know you're now the air power advocate for the group. Exactly, and um, also uh, I had my scat, my recce SU one hundreds. Because, you know, scout, scout, scout and strength is an option, yeah. Well, no, because you just go, oh, these are worth a point each. Oh, well, they can go find the enemy. <laughs> no. Um, I ended cool. up playing Encounter, I think, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. So, already I'm in, I'm, I'm in trouble because now, now three of my McGacks and the Toad Jeeps are now off table. So, yeah. I've, got, I've <laughs> got the infantry platoon, I've got the priests, I've got the HQ McGack, I've got a platoon of two McGacks. Holding the entire line versus this massive horde of Egyptian ta- of Egyptian tanks, of um, angry Egyptian tanks. Yeah. Although I had, what did I have in reserve? I had my, uh, I had to put my BMP one company in reserve because yep. they're worth a lot and of points. And two T fifty fives. T fifty fives. Yeah. Yeah. And so I put the I put the infantry holding one holding one objective because, like I say, Israeli infantry is nails. Oh, it's so. And they rough. will hold. It's and they will hold that objective. And then I had the I had all three Magax and the um, priests over on the other, over, over flank. Yep. 
<laughs> on the objective. Um, and yeah, Commander was kind of loitering in the middle, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was kind of remained close to the other Magax, but yeah, he was, but in a position where he could, you know, provide some fire to the infantry if they needed it, which they did in a little bit. Um, yeah, and it started. It started off okay. I, I'm hoping I had the first turn, which is frustrating because obviously we, we, rolled, we can't shoot we? and get the artillery in. Um, I fired a few shots at the T62s and didn't achieve much. I fired a shot at T55. And I think I killed one. No, it's a PT76. You blew PT76. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> blew the absolute living bejesus out of it. Yeah. In, in, in the actual um, report they issued, it was a, it was a T55. Um, <laughs> <laughs> T90. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and then you so you sort of advanced. There's, there's a little bit coy for the first turn. Although your aircraft came screaming in yep. for the first of many turns. It was it, as they came in turn six, after turn after six turn. Six straight turns. Um harassing my poor defenseless priests, so they're fifty cows. Yep. But and you like managed to bail three of them with your cannons. Yep. And then my lone my lone priest, because <laughs> the others then didn't get back in because they beam up four. Pass the last stand. Nice. Did a one-gun bombardment on your um, hails and killed two of them. Killed two of them. <laughs> what? Yeah, which is embarrassing. Yeah, those, those priests were probably the star player that game, oh, I think. That easily. They, they wouldn't run away. They all got back in eventually. Yeah. I think I might have killed one. I think you, over the time you killed, you did kill all of them, but it, yeah. it took you a while because you just kept coming in and like bailing one each turn or something like that. Yeah. Stupid cannons. Stupid cannons. Yeah. But yeah, but your aircraft just kept screaming in, and it was disrupting me because, like I said, the guys were generally like one or two wouldn't get back in. So I don't think I had a full battery apart from one turn. Yeah. Well, and after that, they start you actually start getting kills and start killing them. They they killed the tow jeeps in the turn they appeared because <laughs> yes. that must what my tow jeeps do is just die horribly. <laughs> they did. They did take some losses though. I think you killed half the flight, didn't you, with fifty cow. Yeah, over time. Oh, yeah. thing is, I took the I took the little um, auto, little auto cannon half tracks out to put the um, tow jeeps in because I thought oh, I'm not going to take aircraft. I'll just I need, what I need is more raw anti tank. Oh, <laughs> and he took the aircraft and goes bugger. Oh no! <laughs> Four points, Eddie. Four points. The mirages. They One are really good. Yeah, yep. but same cost of my anti aircraft. Yep. Meow. Yeah. Um, that was great. And it looked, it was looking good for a little bit because I was holding you back. I hadn't took much in the way of casualties on Magax. No, I couldn't kill those Magax for love nor money. Do you remember that? I got um, a flank that... shot with one of the T-55s yeah. and rolled in an inevitable one and just bailed him out. Yeah. I was like, oh, for God. My, reserve, my reserves arrived and, um, oh, yeah, they, and they, they, they beat the snot out of me. You, you actually sent a T-55 to try and get a flank shot. In, but to be fair, you got in a good position and just like missed. Yeah. Oh, they you bail me. You I did, got I, one in the firepower. I did. I bailed you, and you stayed bail for about three turns. Because once again, four plus four plus remount is is the bane of my Israelis. Yeah. I don't know why it's only a four. Oh, because because um their um M sixty, the M forty eights had a habit of burning once penetrated because <laughs> of hydraulics. Right. And That's I think bad. the yeah. the crews fought the um M sixties inherited the same issue, and so they didn't. Okay. And to get in too quickly because they're worried about you know, turning to being burnt alive, which is a fair <laughs> no. consideration. So no, I mean, soldiers don't care about that. They obviously want to hold the objective. Yeah, god damn it. Mm-hmm. Get in there, soldier. 
I think it came down to my commander got bailed. Yeah. Um, which meant he couldn't contest the objective, which meant he won. Yeah, I ended up just swarming um, that side of the board with uh, infantry and BMP ones. Yeah, because basically it was my CO trying to fend my CO trying to fend off the like it's it's one objective because yeah. the two Magax got eventually got killed or well, one, one got killed, killed one got bailed and one, the other one ran away at the first opportunity. Yeah. Um, the, the three Magax on your well, on your flank and they were trying to push back you on the other objective, but there was just too much when you get through. But that, that, that was when my um, SU-100s flipped around onto the other side of the hill because I was thinking you were going to drive past. Yeah, you, you didn't. You just sat there and shot them in the bottom. Well, I, ha- I had to because I, I, I've, I've had this thing before. Where I get cocky and yeah, and overextend the M60s. Overextend. <laughs> Lee, Lee never overextends. Yeah, yeah. It's like the classic Lee overextension. Um, and yeah, but I think like, so it comes back to what I say every time we play Favorite Nation, which I, I need to rejig the army to make it more infantry focused, put yep. the Gax into support. Yeah, three of them is a support platoon. Yeah. Yep. Take with tow jeeps and literally throw them as far away as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeet them over some uh, some hill somewhere. I yep. keep I keep changing my mind the priest whether to keep them or to replace them with a cheaper alternative like your um, 120mm I th- mortars. I, I think the 120s because you can also buy three of them. So you can get yeah. a platoon of three 120 mortars. So you even save right a point. You don't need the full four, even. I think what I want to try and do is have both because I, I do like the priests. Yeah, they, they certainly they certainly convinced me this game with their um, performance. Mm, they were they were good. They were good. It's just one of those things. It's the same thing with the Israeli army generally. It's just you don't have the mass, do you? No. And that's that's what's <laughs> yeah. That's what usually scuppers you. Well, it was quite it was quite close. The the T sixty twos were quite good at long range sniping where you don't take a whole company of them and just take a platoon. They can kind mm-hmm. of loiter back and just actually use their armour. Yeah. Tank nineteen's enough to hit hurt me, so Exactly. But yeah, the the Egyptian infantry is is awesome. <laughs> I was surprised, yeah, we, we were surprising how ineffective your um, spigots were, the anti-tank oh. missiles. I think it's because you have to be stationary for a start, which is not ideal um, mm-hmm. generally. But they, it's the hit-on as well. So they're running at one dice. You're, I was The way you deployed in amongst sort of the built-up area meant I could only get two or three on each, um, each tank in your platoon. Yeah. And then you're long range, concealed, um, and then hit on fours. So it's like fours or fives. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, fives or sixes to hit you. So And then you, you've you still got a reasonably good chance of bouncing out of that. Yeah, and front of a 15 versus tank 19. Uh, yeah, 18, wasn't 18, it? 18, yeah, because yeah, we were trying to work out if it's 19 or not. It's not, it's not it's quite. 19, it's 19 Team Yankee, I would say. It must yeah. have like, changed the warhead or something. So... Um, but that, it, was, it, was a, it was quite it was quite close. There was a couple of hairy moments. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when your reserves came on and just obliterated a T fifty five platoon, and then I looked. It was when I looked to the T fifty five stats. I went, mm, I can't really do much from the front, can I? It's like, nope. Uh, oh, uh, well, I don't know. Then, then, then you got you got sort of scuppered by the cross four plus trying to get on my flanks. Only oh one T fifty five made it. We both. To be that, fair, though. managed to t- took his shot and at least managed to bail one. Yeah, but you did it with your your general as well, didn't you? Your commander, sorry. Trying to cross mm-hmm. that little wadi and 
flanked my <laughs> yeah. infantry, and he he got hit. He just stopped at a wall, then then got stopped by what was it? Um, a palm tree or something? Yeah. But I'm sitting there, my bum exposed, while your PT seventy six is going. Hmm, that looks tasty. Exactly. The three that were left were like, he killed all of us. He's killed all our mates. Get him. <laughs> and he missed, and got my undivided attention. Yes. Yeah, and they they, they uh, accidentally kicked a bee's hive and um, <laughs> paid the consequences. But it was a good game. Still, best game that they make. Still, absolutely. Game. Still felt balanced. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad I didn't take the Thunderbolts though, because I think that would have pr- probably been less of a less of a thing. Yeah. Stupid, stupid artillery. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then I I played Martin on on Friday. Um, yeah, we played nice. the uh, scenario out of the book. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. Which we can't talk about yet. It's we, been we going out before the embargo. So. We can't, but um, it's a good scenario. We actually used it to represent. So not not obviously the in itself. Um, but I won't, I won't go into too much detail. But uh, it was a fifty points of versus seventy five points of, and the a lot of the um, the better. Um, from the new book. Spoiler: the, the we can't talk about it yet. Oh, can we not? You have to come. No. Oh, well, nothing. It's embargo. Everything you just said, we'll have to delete. Basically. Sorry. It's, it's, it's not a problem. This is like... yeah. That's it. No more. No more news from the front. Edit Duncan's yeah. edit game. Put it into the secret track. <laughs> <laughs> 56 minutes. Delete. Redact. It's redact, surely. Redact, yes. Redact it. Oh, just bleep it. Yeah, keep, keep it in, but just bleep it. Right? Yeah. So, oh, uh, uh, Martin had these bleeps, and they are... Yeah, bleep, bleep. Bleep. Yeah. Bleep. That was fun. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, if that's news in the front, you play in more Necromunda, I think, Eddie, before we move on. Uh, what did I play? I played some Battletech. Oh my <gasps> god, really? A sacred game. Battletech Alpha Strike, the new version. Oh yes, how how was that then? Incredibly quick. <laughs> it's, oh. it's 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 insane because you go from Battletech Classic with all of the hit points. You've been shot in your left cartilage of your right knee. You'll find LBX twenty. Okay, yep. go make a cup of tea. This is gonna take a while. <laughs> exactly. And an Alpha Strike. Is the war game version where it's like, oh, you've been hit, take six damage, but I've only got four damage. Well, you're dead then. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> you're the wasp, and you've just been hit by an AC twenty. This is not going to be a happy day. Yes, thanks for playing. <laughs> um, no, it's really cool. It's yeah, and it is that different scale. So it's you know obviously the Alpha Strike is designed to have at least like fifteen or twenty mechs aside. Okay, for full for a full size game. Is that a lot? Yeah, yeah like yeah. Even- in the main game, play. if you had like three, that's a lot. Well, normally you play a lance, and lance is four. But yeah. yeah, and that's that's and, it, and that's a full game. That's like two hours. Or well, some bugger would turn up with clanners, and you have and they go, "Oh, I've got my my, my mine are in fives. And, oh, yeah, it's a lot of a lot of toys. Uh, but the Alpha Strike one is real simplified, and it still but it still feels like BattleTech, which is the good the good thing hmm. of it. You know, it still feels like BattleTech when you're playing because um, you have the you know, simplified rules for heat and things like that um, with your big stompy robots. 
but obviously you can have more, which is really cool. And it, you know, it just becomes a lot more fluid. Is is more more? More is more. Yeah. Okay. Um. So it's a different scale of war game, and it works quite well. So Battletech Alpha Strike. I must. Say, I keep seeing the box on various retailers, and I keep getting tempted at buying it because. The- I don't actually own any battle mechs. I was always meant what? to buy some when we're going through the thing of playing it. I never got around to buying any because they're hard to get hold of at the time. Yeah, and they got all the nice modern about. ones, which are the, like this. Only the only adjustment I would say, if you do play it out there, and it's quite a good one. So when you're shooting, you have like six damage points, or three damage points, or four damage points for your weapon. Um, and the current rules are: you roll two d six. Once you've worked out what you need to hit, and you either hit and do all your damage, or you miss mm-hmm. and you do no damage. Which, if you're doing like six damage, can actually be quite devastating because it's like I kill everything or I do nothing. Yeah. Um, so one of the mods they've done, uh, at least Justin the club has done, said, "Look, you roll one dice, which is your pilot dice, which is one half of your two d six, and then you roll a number of dice equal to your damage. So in this case, six, and then you add." those damage dice to your pilot dice to see if you hit so you don't always hit with all of your damage but you might hit with one or two points where then actually you know okay so it gives it it, it's quite cool it's quite a good little mod because i I can see why if you just because a lot of the light scouts only have you know three hit hole points yeah one one structure point so yeah light mech so if you hit them with the big mech they're dead dead they're quite hard to hit so it kind of it ends up being there's no point having three hole points because it is you're dead or mm-hmm. you're not whereas if you with this, with this way you can make it really hard to hit so they can get one hit of your six in because you've rolled that you know five and a six that you need to get them and the rest of all missed yeah it's a good look mod good good game yeah alpha strike and then uh yeah more necromander on monday Hooray! cool all right um on to an officer answers then, I guess. That's what I was looking up before you started getting me ranting about um, Battletech. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Uh, so, from our Discord and our Patreons, uh, Mr. Mike Robinson asks, what is the best best World War II TV show and why is it Hogan's Heroes? Because Hogan's Heroes is better than Band of Brothers for some reason. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't see his logic there. I don't, I don't no, I think the, 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 clearly the best um, World War Two series is actually um, Dad's Army of Darkness. So yeah, it's a... Dad's, Dad's Army, Army of, of Darkness. Darkness. Mm-hmm. What? It's where you, it's where you mash up Army of Darkness and with uh, Dad's, Dad's Army. Army. Don't panic! Don't mm. panic! We're doomed. Boom, baby. Yeah. Doomed. <laughs> My boomstick. <laughs> We're doomed. Did you know it was in the old empty barn? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Are there many World War Two TV series? There's been quite a few, but Black Rats, um, Black Sheep, Black Sheep. Sorry, yeah. Desert, was there a desert, there's a desert one. Oh, the SAS West. one. There's the new SAS Rogue of, Heroes. Rogue Heroes, which we're two, three episodes in. And <sighs> if as long as you're not watching it with, you know, it's it's a fun thing. It's fun. It's supposed to be fun. It's not historically. A historical reenactment by any, any length of the imagination. Hmm. Oh, you just... why, why can't we have that? Why can't we have one that's both fun and is also historically correct? Because yes, because yes. because it's it's like saying why can't we have fun videos of knee surgery? 
it's not fun. What the history is not fun. What part of killing Nazis is not fun? Yeah. The the bit where they win most of the time. The Nazis and what? the bit where they're not all. It's they're not all Nazis. They're just some poor seventeen-year-old kid who thought he was doing the right thing. It's the nuance. The nuance isn't fun, Lee, and that's the point. And and that is that is what SAS Rogue Heroes is. It's SAS history without any nuance. But is it history? Because I heard Paddy Main it, it, like is some swearing alcoholic, and he he was teetotal and never sw- basically never swore. Yeah, but there's a guy called Paddy Main, and he is <laughs> in the formation of the the SAS in the desert. That, that, that's historical enough for most things. Oh my god. Right. Okay. It's 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 shades of history. Is it sharp? It? Um, I don't think it's quite that bad because I mean, sharp didn't actually exist, did he? No. Whereas Pad- Paddy Main did. And I'm pretty sure that there was no rifleman at the say, I don't know, the Battle of Copenhagen. <laughs> Par example. Are, are you are you rifleman Harris? No. No. I Have you? Do you uh, in the annuals of history, WWPD in one of the very first early episodes had it had a, had Rifleman Harris was at one of their war games expos. They did a live episode with him, and they had no idea who he was or what he'd done with his with his curly wow. hair. Yes, <laughs> and, he, and he tried to send them an autograph picture for twenty five dollars. And they didn't and know who like, he was. No, we're good. We don't know who you are. <laughs> oh no! When worlds collide. Um, best World War Two TV show. It's not Hogan's Heroes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mike. It's... Is it? Is it? Mash. No, oh, it's Korean. There's Korean War first. I know. I know. But it's still it's an analogy for Vietnam War. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, you're going further away from. Uh... <laughs> I don't think there are. I. Any. I. I'm tempted to say the Pacific. Mm. Really? Yes. How many times have you watched The Pacific? Never. Once. Right. Watch it at least twice. Do I have to? I, I barely managed to get through the first yep. time. No, do it. Do it. Ooh, sounds like a lot stop, of work. Stop watching it through the lens of Band of Brothers and watch it uh, through the lens of the Pacific campaign told from boots on the ground perspective. Because I did the same thing the first time I watched it, and I got totally lost, and I was like, "Oh, this is rubbish! This isn't Band of Brothers." But it isn't Band of Brothers. But it's a you know because there is no Band of Brothers and the Pacific Front. There is no one unit that went from start to finish for the campaign because it was that mad. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it is. I, 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 I get why you don't have like a consistent set of characters. I just didn't find it that, enge- that engaging as a story, but. Yeah, so. I've always struggled with the Pacific as a as a campaign to get interested in. So that's because it was all kind of pointless. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's it's bad. The more I learn about it, the more I'm like, okay, that's that's bad. That's also mad. This is oh, oh wait, more, more madness. Oh okay, suffering. Well, the war, goes, the war goes, in Europe is basically is basically the you know the, the roosters coming home from the Treaty of Versailles, whereas yeah. the war the war in the Pacific is really um, you know imperialism mark, mark two as it were. So it's like. Yeah, but it's also the, the, the way that it's like, we're going to do this island hopping campaign. Great, cool. All right, so why do you need Guadalcanal? Uh, for air bases. Oh, no, wait, we've got B-29s now. We don't really need it. Um, oh, well, we didn't have well, enough B-29s. That's why they did kind of need it. But... Yeah, but they didn't need By the time they co- they captured it, they're like, cool, we've done this. It cost us this many thousands of lives. Great. Well, now we've got lots of B-29s. And actually, we don't 
actually need this airfield anymore. We probably could have just Source. passed it. Sorry. <laughs> it's crazy. And it's like, no, we're going to the Marshall Islands. Are we? Because we're going back to the Philippines. Are we? Why? Why are we going to the Philippines? Oh, because MacArthur said so. Exactly. It's MacArthur insane. MacArthur had a chip to bear. Know, yeah. I made a promise. <laughs> Did you really? Very good. But I'm sorry, but all of these lives aren't worth your promise. No, no, but you had a hat. You had a Filipino Field Marshal's hat. You don't And a corn pipe. Yeah. Can't, yeah, and sunglasses. I mean, it's a powerful combination. I'm not denying. Exactly. But... <laughs> well, Eisenhower don't once said that he studied um, dramatics at the knee of MacArthur for four years. And after that, they did some studying? I don't know. Well, no, after that, he left and took over command of uh, big, important things in Western Europe. In Western Europe, yeah. No, it's just insane. The whole thing is mad. Um, and, and obviously being Brigador. being European-centric, as we naturally are, it's one of those things that growing up didn't interest me at all. And much like the Eastern Front, it's like, that's all the way over there. Who cares? Um, and then you kind of grow into the exposure of it and get more into, you get the broad strokes and then you get the, the broad popularist strokes, shall we say. And then as time develops and new stories come out and you broaden your, your reading and learning and different sources and different perspectives, and then it kind of grows and develops into more of a, a you know, again, nuance. <laughs> uh, I? I just what thought of the best World War Two pro- uh, TV program. Do it. Hello, hello. Oh, that's it. Yes. Uh, winner. Yeah. winner, winner, winner. Yeah, I mean, anyone that's yep. got the comic genius to have a Frenchman who can't speak English properly in it. I mean, I was pissing by the window. It's an Englishman who can't speak French properly, but yes. Yes. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah, wrong. I right. was pissing by, yeah. and Good I morning. noticed. <laughs> Good morning. Yeah, the, mo- <laughs> Madonna, the full of Madonna with the big boobies, <laughs> Vivian Clark. The boobies? Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, a tank. and the and the Italian for some reason he was there as well. I'm not sure why he was in France, but he kept going around. Yeah, they're beautiful, lady. I love well, you very joking, much. Wasn't it? They don't quite. No one was. No one knew it was there. Yeah. <laughs> I love, yeah. There you go. That's it. Question answered. Yeah. Problem boom. solved. Funny, I'd have thought. Um, Daryl Noonan Noonan um, says. Noonan. So finally watched a bridge too far in oh. 2023. Good lord! Wow. That's impressive. Um, again, being British, European-centric, we're a bridge too far. <laughs> seemed to be on every other weekend. It was either that or the yes. Great Escape. Or like, Zulu. Yeah, yeah. yeah or Zulu. Mm-hmm. They don't like Stop it. Like those blaze beers at me. Yep. He never says it. Steady, lad. Damn, Steady. Odd. That's odd. <laughs> All right, then. Nobody told you to stop working. Men oh. of heart. My dad uh, is in South Africa at the moment and has been to both Isandawana and Rock's Drift. And I didn't he? give him the pleasure. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't give him the pleasure, but I'm very jealous. Uh, very, very jealous. Rockstrip's tiny as well. It, yes, and the hills are, compared incredibly to the site they used for the movie, the hills are incredibly close, which yeah. actually makes more sense if you have <laughs> untrained people plinking away with them. Um, yeah. Not from 800 yards Henry away. Rifles. Yeah, yeah. They're not, they're not shooting a thousand yards proper sh- you know, aimed shots. They're, they're plinking away with 45 caliber. Uh, Martini Henry's with paper cartridges. Um, but no, awesome. Uh, Daryl Noonan has finally watched a bridge too far. Great yep. movie, but gotta ask a couple questions. Yep. Was General Browning as much of a douche canoe as the actor portrayed him? No. Okay. Boy, Bra- uh, 
Boy, Browning has no, been... no, Bra- Browning gets a massive hit job in that film. But he's still a bit of a... Was it Browning or was it General Browning? He's from Barcelona. Um, (laughs) The Gene Hackman Polish accent scored of Academy. Yeah. General Browning. Rope, rope, rope. But he was, I thought he was a bit of a, he was a bit of a, a bit of a knob, wasn't he? Well, Daryl thinks that Sean Connery was going to punch him in the face at the end. Um... He probably should have done this. Sean Connery is an angry man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Golly, ah, look, what's your assessment? Come on, yeah, I can hear, I can hear the tutting. Th- there's stuff about to come through before he comes with an actual answer. Yeah. Um, my 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 perception was the the fact that all of the stuff about um, the landing site was because, but they that's what they chose. Yeah. Everyone said it was a good idea. It wasn't just like we should land here. It's like no, no, we should all land there. It's a great idea. Let's do that. Yeah. And they didn't have the lift capacity to bring everyone in one go. Exactly. So, yeah, is it ideal that they had to do multiple waves? No. Did they have the aircraft to do it in one go? No. <laughs> do they have? Do they have? You know, carefully trained assault gliders that can land and assault straight away <sighs> in that quantity in the middle of a town? No. Anyway, Lee. Lee, <laughs> dissuade us. Uh, uh... Well, well, no, none of your points you made there are, are, are incorrect. You're absolutely right. Though they probably should have been using the glides to capture the earlier bridges where the terrain suited it and, and help the Americans out. By oh, capture. okay. To so do it like a coup de main on the yeah. smaller ones. Yeah, Arlen, Arlen, the, the southern end of Island Bridge you probably could have done with a coup de main. And certainly they should, could have tried going for the rail bridge to get the rail bridge earlier, whilst it gets blown up in, and take out the equation. Mm. But no, what the film really gets wrong is there. Um, Roller Gavin and how he botches basically their um, capture of Nijmegen by focusing on Goosebrook Heights at the expense of actually capturing the Nijmegen Bridge. Oh, interesting. They, they take too long of basically securing their position at the heights. Yeah. And then by the time they get to the bridge, obviously the SS have worked out what's going on and dug in. Yeah. And then obviously that then slows down and that slows down the, the capture of it, which then slows down the guards from going across, allows the Germans to send down a bunch of tigers, which intercept their um, guards and stop them ever reaching. That's mad, they, everyone gives Gavin a pass, and obviously it's an American film, so never, it's not never going to bring it up. Jim it Gavin, comes through. yeah. What did Jim Gavin do? Hmm? What did Jim Gavin do? He didn't capture Nijmegen. <sighs> well, you not harsh. Yeah, but it's a bit harsh. Well, that was his job. Yeah, yeah, but it was thirty calls job to get to Arnhem Bridge. Shock horror, Duncan. War's a bit harsh. Oh. <laughs> Honestly. Un- unforgiving, shall we say. God, I- I'd hate to be anyone that works for you in terms of their uh, annual assessment or anything like that. <laughs> Try, tried hard. The one thing they're meant to do. It's, one it's, thing. Oh, you know, it just seems like overly harsh. You had one job. And the war wasn't over by Christmas. Actually, now, it's worse than that. You had, you, had, you had two jobs and you did one of them. No, it's worse. Kept, they captured Gravebridge. They didn't capture the Nijmegen Bridge. 50%. Success rate. That's pretty good. Daryl does go on to say, that being said, can I use a German Leopard 1 in Flames of War as long as it has some sheet metal attached to make it kind of, if you squint with your eyes almost totally closed from across the room, look like a panther? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. After all, uh, when someone says, why are you using a Leopard 1 in Flames of War? You can honestly tell them, sir, I think you're mistaken. Those are German panthers from a bridge too far. 
Well, it's like the person who did like the Battle of the Bulls German Army using all the Vietnam American tanks. Yeah, the patterns. Genius, yeah. you mean. Yeah, as Tiger 2s. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Um, I would say, Daryl, you could do that. However, you would uh, legally contri- you know, contract your uh, opponent to shout, Bring up the Piat! Yeah. <laughs> well, do that anyway. <laughs> yeah, or you do, you do that every time. We'd like to talk about surrender. I'm terribly sorry. We can't take your surrender right now. Yeah. Oh, good film. I'll watch it again. It is it's an five and a half years long, though. Do you know what? I watched, I watched it with my daughter, and the only bit she remembers was um, who's the guy that is uh, monochromed um, Ross's dad in Friends? Oh, yes. I can't think of it. But um, it, it, was, it was something like, have you ever. I can't remember what the exact line is, but it's like, have you ever done something? And he's like, no, no, but I've been divorced twice. I mean, have you ever seen combat? And he's like, no, <laughs> I've, I've been, been divorced, divorced twice. twice. That's the only bit she remembers. Chops on a cigar, start shooting people. Exactly. Yep. It's the way forward. Um, on a roll and a prayer gaming asks, what are your thoughts, gentlemen, on the new Firestorm Market Garden campaign? Is there a Firestorm yeah. Market Garden campaign? It came out, yeah, it came released, out yeah. the the... Bold British release. Is it the same as the old one? I don't know. I think it's uh, a mix. Yeah, I think they tweaked how Firestorm works to fit version four. But I don't. Okay. See, that's the thing I don't know because I've got I've got the original. I felt no need to go out and buy. Oh, you got the original. I have yeah. the original. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a game. Lee's mentioned that before. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's not coy about it, Eddie. Well, I know. I just, I just teasing it out with some more. Oh. Um... <laughs> We once ran a campaign at the um, at, at the um, Brighton Warlords, and it was um, apparently all the German players sucked. So it was a real pushover for the Allies. <laughs> <laughs> Did they it. suck, or was it more just that the German armies at the times? <laughs> well, probably. Because I, I, I was a German commander, it just felt like my guys just weren't being engaged. Like, What's just going blaming on? blaming your frontline generals. It's all their fault. The bloody idiots. All they had to do. They had one job. They, all right, they had two jobs. Okay, they had three jobs. Well, all right, they had seventeen jobs, but they didn't do any of them. They had nothing to do it with. Yeah, it's nothing to do with me. I see. Firestorm Market for us at the moment, I think, very much falls into the same trap as the missions from the books. Is it a trap? Take a shot. It's one of the things that we'll get round to. But it's it's the, fo- the cult of the new keeps us focused. Well, or, I think the other or, thing is you or, have to play them with... It's, they're better sometimes played in a group in a shorter period of time, I think, as well. Yeah. I, mm. I can see... Yeah, it definitely is a bigger group than what we have. But I think it's one of those things where you'll probably do... You know, like like, like you say... It'll probably be better that we set a week up and we do three game nights. What we should you know? do is a coordinated effort between Gil- the Guildford Club, the Crawley Club, and the Bar. Oh, yeah, that would be epic. Well, each Firestorm takes, South England takes a, a, a group. Firestorm, Firestorm, somewhere in the south of England. Right, put, oh. on, put, put, put on the whiteboard. Right, <laughs> that's going on the board. There do, we do go. You have a whiteboard. We've got a metaphysical whiteboard. We should have a whiteboard, like a Trello board. Yeah, but that's a Trello board. That's better than a whiteboard. Is Trello board on the pod on, on the podcast being like no, well, no, it shouldn't be, but it should. God, I love Trello. Trello is my life. <laughs> oh God, you'd, you'd be surprised. <laughs> um, uh, Harry Solid Cat asks, 
Going to throw my hat into an officer's answers. Ow! Oh, it hit me in the eye. Again. Um, yeah, again. I wasn't wearing my glasses. Now that the British Bulge book has been out for a couple of months, do you guys feel there's anything that should have really been included, including command card options? Personally, I feel a bit disappointed there is no way to upgrade the airborne 17-pounders to AT-15 for D-Day mm-hmm. Paras, although oh. this may be for a historical reason. Oh, least triggered. I also felt the Glider Pilot Squadron should have been a command card or included more grey support boxes. I think Glider Pilot Squadron was a command card. Oh, that's no, what you're saying, yeah. It's a, it's a formation of the book. When... It's a formation of the book, not a command card. To yeah, but it's a formation drop. that has very little going for it. And could be. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost yeah. like a load of pilots with uh, submachine guns. Yeah. I, also, I find the Glider Pilots a little bit, compared to how they were in version 3, where they could do like everything. In this one, they're just like, I'll oh, just paras and body armor. Is well, most of them are drunk anyway, so. What? Where's what? glider pilots? Is this, is this the ones you hang out with, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, is there anything. I, I, I get what he's saying about. The airborne 17 pounds. Yeah, because the problem we got is the airborne lists in the book are very Arnhem focused, which is great. Unfortunately, there's this whole other bit where, called Oosterbeck, which is going on. Yeah. Which okay. have okay. which had, had the APDS rounds and should, yeah. you know, you should have been like a. I agree, it should be the cards. What upgrade. is the difference? So here's and, the thing. Here's the thing. Uh-oh. I think 15 versus 14. I know. It's Correct. <laughs> However, here's the, here's the thing. Yes, they're not labeled as airborne. A, you know, airborne seventeen pounders. What's the difference between using the British Bulge seventeen pounder support? Fearless. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How often does that come up? You, you know, you, when, it does, when it comes up, you'll know about it. <laughs> I guess, but you use your airborne models, and if you really want those that that eighty seventeen, eighty fifteen, sorry, mm-hmm. you just use the Bulge card because Ooh. yes, you're not fearless. You're fearless, overconfident. Why wasn't uh, it just a command card upgrade then? Yeah, you know what the cost. You know what the cost delta is between a, a seventeen pounder yeah. D day. I mean, that's the thing. If you wanted to do that, but to be honest, most of the time you, you don't really want to pay for the fearless on your seventeen oh. pounders because they're yeah, really expensive anyway. But it's correct, Teddy. It's technically correct. Yes, no, the I best know, kind of correct. correct. The best kind of correct. <laughs> it's, I know it's technically correct, which is the best kind of correct. Don't yeah. Come. I'm just saying, it's it's hey, not. Other command cars. I wish. I wish um, six AARR were in there, so I could have my little locust tanks. There you go. Tetrarchs. Tetrarchs. And 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 those are paratroop Daimlers, but like I say, you can just use normal Daimlers for that. You can. Um, paratroop Daimler. Oh yeah. Well, I, I'd really like them to go back to D-Day and put the play Tetrarch in, so I could actually use the ones. <laughs> <I'd>... <laughs> That's what um, I was saying the other day. Though you could use for um, Daimler armored cars. Recce Squadron, right. you can have an all Daimler armored car platoon, which is now basically it is all intents and purposes the same as a Tetrarch. And yep. when you get down to it, apart from ability, yeah, what else is missing? I don't think there's anything really missing, was there? Just think back to V3 and stuff like that that was in the, the late war British book. Um, SAS as a formation rather than just as a couple of years. Yeah. I got yeah. quite a lot of SAS, SAS jeeps. Yeah, uh, option option dismount for para jeeps. Para para toes. Para toes, yeah. 
pair cheap. of toes. Polston, oh. the Polston, the Polston gun. Yeah, the Jeep. They used to you used to be able to have um, Jeep six pounder toes for your six pounders. Um, indeed, I think there is, but yeah. um, no, think, no, they're universal carriers. Yeah, was oh, it? And then yeah, so so yeah, you can do them, but they end up being armored one one zero, which is a bit weird. Yeah. You like <laughs> <laughs> jeeps are anything but armored. And how many points points is that? It's a single point. How is that a single <laughs> point? Because because they're not sprint wagons, don't. Oh my god! <laughs> not amphibious. They can't float. So. Yeah, and you can't fire from them, but. Yeah, no, I would like, yeah, like, there's a lot of niceties in there, but I think for the for the sake of gameplay, most of it's there. And if you want to go into these this, the extra details, it's not ideal, but there are ways to do it. Whereas thinking back to version three times, yes, you had everything listed out, but then it also meant that you the books were twice as big and therefore twice as expensive for stuff that you never used. I had zero problems with that. Yeah, I know you do, Lee, but that's because, you know, you're... <laughs> I like I like having a big book. You yeah, like having just, a big book and being a completionist. Do, all, do away with the uh, books altogether and just put all the points on the horses. Well, you know, that is, but then that's that, that misses something out from the midway that we've got right now. I think version four is a nice sweet point, personally. It's a nice mix of book, card, command card, and forces. It gives you the best, the best, the best to cherry pick what you want. And yes, it doesn't give you a prescribed way, but the trouble is, as soon as you get too prescriptive with things, someone finds a thing to recreational outrage about. Or like ram tanks. Like everyone, yeah. There's always something. Oh, um, like ram tanks. Like ram tanks. Uh, Daryl asks again, uh, gentlemen, do you have or have you built your armies or units with specific focus? Um, I mean, for example, do you build a T-72 kit with a specific nation in mind, i.e. East German, to include decals, or do you ever build them as a unit that can be used in multiple armies? Yes. Always. I I Next. am e- extremely short-sighted when it comes to building my armies. And I'm like, this is this, and I will do this, and that will be it. And then they get half painted and then end up being used for everything as you described. See, for me, it's a combination of super detailed and then also massively generic. <laughs> so I've got, like, my, my Soviets are massively generic. There's no markings on anything because I want to use them as any Warsaw Pack force, basically. Yeah. But then I've got my... Um, 21st Panzer stuff, which is all... I know it's specific anyway, but it's like, no. Also, there's three platoons in each Panzer Grenadier unit and things like that. Mm. And all the right See, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm more of a hybrid. Most, almost, most of my armies are built to a focus. But with my Team Yankee Warsaw Pact, I did pretty much like Duncan did. Some stuff is very specific. But some the support units like the geckos, the carnations, yep. the shulkers, the stuff that's used by quite a lot of things is very, you know, um, generic in its marketing. Oh, okay, I'm kind of opposite because I'm just my for my Warsaw Pact it's Polish. You know, I'm I'm, I'm a sucker for a checkerboard. What can I say? <laughs> it's a nice decal. 
he's good. I'm looking forward to getting them done on Friday. Um, Carl Stop person asks very niche question. What is your favourite military watch? Black watch. Yep, black watch. <laughs> which normally someone beat me to in the actual response to that question. Which oh is quite no! Really? I, I thought I thought straight away when they when about the day later they answered. I said, "What? That's been my joke. That's my entire joke." That's it. Kick my really, patron. I don't really do watches. Yeah, I quite. There's a the was it Leiko, the German Luftwaffe um, company. It's still going. So you can get the 1930s style aviator watches. Which are What's pretty, the one you know, with the calculator on? <laughs> Casio. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're not wrong. It's probably been used by some military services <laughs> yeah. somewhere. 1980s Transformer <laughs> the, watch. The Belize go. Army, yeah. The Interestingly, during the 80s, um, the not the calculator Casio, but the digital Casio. What, the um, keyboard? No, no, the one before the one the, the, the basic one that doesn't have a keyboard. It's a Casio digital watch oh, with yeah. alarm. Um used to be on certain watch lists if you're buying quantities of them. Why? Because it was consider well, it was considered the uh, cheapest triggering timing device. Because you just re- rewire the uh, alarm speaker to be the detonator and then off you go. What cheaper than a giant clock with a big bell on the top of it? <laughs> yeah, this is by retirement present. Yeah. Pop quiz, hot shot. Outrageous. Nice. Yeah. That and Mercury switches, of course. Um, Don't ask me how I know that. Uh, Darren Hart asks, uh, how do we make the Kursk and Stalingrad starters into reasonable starter armies? What do we need to add, subtract to make them work? I've I've done some lists on all of these. Have you? Yeah. I got bored. Is it just multiple sets of the starter? No, because some of them are weird. Right. Um, so the Kursk one is the tanks, isn't it? And Stalingrad's the infantry. Yeah. So the Kursk one is for the Germans as um, a hot coal is to the groin. It's not very good because it's got two pounds of threes, two pounds of fours. Two panthers and a tiger, I think. Uh, yak tiger. It's a yak tiger. A yak tiger? This was a yak tiger. Well, for oh, me, no, no, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Do I? No, yeah, yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> I was saying, oh my God, how did I miss that? Um, so for that, that's a bit weird, because the first thing you do with that is take the panthers and the tiger and throw them into your late war bin, um, because you can't run them in mid-war. They're just no. way too expensive. There is a formation that does it. But you end up with a formation that's so incredibly brittle that you just what's the point? Um, so I think on that you you have to focus on uh, the Panzer threes and fours, probably threes. Do you think, Lee? Threes uh, in, in, in mid war. Mind you, with, with the new revised points, it does make the four slightly more viable. Mm. I mean, you've got two of them, so you can use it, but it's. It's just a bit you do, of a weird you do the one. mixed panzer platoon. We have the two, four, you have the fours mixed in with the threes. Exactly, that's what I went for. I'm just trying to find the list now. Hold on, they change fours, don't they? So mid wars at the bottom. Yeah, I've been trying to ignore the new Kursk and Stalingrad starters because I, I, I have too many toys um, already. 
That's so good. So the curse starter, here we go. So, yeah, I went mixed panzer. So um, you've got a, a four and a three in the command. Three panzer threes, three panzer threes, and then t four flam panzer threes. So I think you have to buy a box or two of panzer threes, and then it's some recce, and then uh, a three in the panzer ones. Because you don't need artillery because you've got four panzer, flam panzer threes. And your assault flam unit is the panzer ones. <laughs> and they just trundle over and go, yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? You've got side arms. Surprise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll crush you beneath our tracks. <laughs> so that's not bad, but that's mostly, again, what I don't like about the curse one is you're taking half the tanks, basically, and then going, I'll keep them for later. Um, the Stalingrad German one that was a bit easier because the Panzer Grenadiers are quite expensive in mid war. Um, yeah, because they're good, they are good, and I think you just fill it out with um, more five centimeter guns. You take the um, short 37s that are in the box and turn them mm -hmm. into Neville Werfers. You buy um, some 88. Oh, it's all the same sprue. It's all the same mm -hmm. sprue. So I think the Neverworthers are actually useful. Um, if you're playing a, defensive, yeah. Yeah, if you've got an all... and the, I did a 100-point all-infantry force. Oh. So it's got two units of 5-centimeter guns and the 7.5 infantry guns and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's quite, it's quite chubby. And then the HS-129 battle flight. So they take them as a... with machine guns. No, the HS it comes with a twenty mil, no twenty mil cannon. Yeah, because they haven't done the yeah. big cannon yet. They've done the because it came with machine guns, came with twenty mil cannon, and then they've got yeah, one or thirty uh, the old... thirty mil cannon. It's a thirty mil cannon. Yeah, yeah. Then the, they the, the, the pack forty one. Um, yes, but the oh, I want that back. The three centimeter one is quite useful in mid war because it's got a rate of fire three, so you get six ooh, shots from ooh, the two planes. It's a very, very, very quick aviation related yeah. diversions. So the seventy-five mil on the Chaffee, yeah, was also was developed from the seventy-five millimeter cannon fitted to the P twenty-five. Yeah, <laughs> that's where because it's a low re, it's a low recoil low, mechanism, a yeah. low recoil automatic seventy-five millimeter cannon from an Chief aircraft. They're aircraft. like, we'll put that in a tank, not the other way around. <laughs> I love P twenty-fives. Anyway, sorry, that was my no, little diversions. 75 mil cannon on airplanes. That's fine. I, I was going to say, what I might do is I might write those up and just go, because I've got to work out. Yeah, I didn't work out what the, the um, additional box sets you need either. So what's the most economical way of getting them? Like I said, weirdly, I don't think it's a second box. Normally, that's the answer to most stuff. Normally, that is the answer, yeah. But I think I think with both, because they're orientated. I just bought Hit the way. Beach. What do I buy? No, they Hit the Beach. beach. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But I think because yeah, you don't want the extra infantry if you buy Stalingrad again, for example. Well, you do because you paint them in winter colours. Maybe you end up with a load of mm, yeah, maybe maybe if you're then doing you have Soviets an entire winter as well. Army. I mean, come on, yeah, oh, it's, it's not ideal. There's a hobby hardcore answer, and then there's the uh, then there's the not not the uh, the what are you doing answer. What are you doing? But the point, oh, it's just the pricing so competitive. Well, it kind of to anything else. Yeah, buy a second, buy a second starter. Paint it, 
sell it for twice the price of what you bought it for, and then you'll have enough money to buy the other things. <laughs> yeah, well, you could do that certainly with the um, Curse one. Take the Panthers, paint them up, get rid of them, and buy the Panzer threes that you actually want. Laugh all the way to the bank. Still don't, still don't get how you use Panthers in mid-war. <sighs> well, that kind of leads me on to the oh. next question from Porky7, who says, Dynamic points. What is the point? I read this long-winded explanation on the Flames of War website. Come on to that to a second. Oh, no. I still have no clue what it's about. That's because the long-winded explanation was tosh. (laughs) Come on to it. I'll come back. Um, A tank has a certain number of points attached to it. Now they are going to change this. Also, I think related to the discussion, what is bun? I hesitate to ask, but I like (laughs) living dangerously. By the way, happy 2023, everyone. Happy 2023, Porky. Wishing you lots more disastrous battles so you have an excuse to buy more minis. As we all know, he or she or they who die with the most toys wins. Excellent. Oh, my gosh. The immortal. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm invincible. The frozen carbonite comes down. uh, That's the end of old Boris. Um, Dynamic points. What is the point? Dynamic points are the simple fact that nobody plays with Panthers because they don't work. It's because the, pro- the points well, make No, I was playing with any medium tank it almost got to. That was a real it almost got to the point where, yeah. So I can only empathise with how hard it must be to get a game system to be balanced and work where any force, any list has a reasonable chance against any list or any formation. At most point levels across the variety of boards around the world. And I firmly believe that half of the problem, for Flames of War at least, is because it is so intrinsically linked to the terrain and the board you're playing on. But making modders so comically cheap is probably not a great starting position. No. No. No, it's not. However... That's like the rest of your position, yes. Yeah. That that and that's an example where it's like that that is an obvious oversight yeah. where <laughs> it's gone slightly wrong. But Marder's being comically cheap on an open battlefield where it's you know, they have nowhere to hide. They're they have no good fire positions because it is that, you know, billiard table thing and any decently armored tank can run up and kill them without thinking about it. Or Having Marders so comically cheap on a really intense Bacage battlefield style, where there are no open lines of sight, mm-hmm. and actually everyone brings aeroplanes, so they just get strafed to death in the turn one. Yeah, you know, there's two outliers to that. Yeah, but the, the trouble is the Marders weren't pointed correctly for the you know the the middle of the bell curve games, yeah. which meant that everyone they became what is it, an auto include. And and that is in games design. Nothing should be an automatic decision. Correct. Nothing should be. I'm buying this because if I don't buy it, it's silly. There should be no, there should be no no brainers. Yep. yep, it's a no brainer. It's like with heavy weapons in Necromunda, it's the same thing with the the move and fire suspensors. They've got the same problem. It's like, yep, I'll buy that. That's I, without that, it's pointless. Um, and the dynamic points is just. Acknowledging the fact that once things go out into the real world, um, there will be, you know, a slightly better, more efficient 
harder to beat list over others. So we saw that in Midwar, especially because Midwar was the first time they'd, they'd done the 100 point scale thing um, with the armored car and was it L36? L6. L, the L6 Italian light car spam with Marders. And it had, you know, so many tanks on the board, so many tank units on the board, such a big swarm, totally ahistorical, but was incredibly hard to beat because it had answer to most things. But, um, even, infantry... but even in your example about the billiard board, you'd still take the Marders because the four up save just they're still they're still better than yeah. a medium tank, which is crackers. But yeah, the, the 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 points are the points. I don't I don't really care about living points because like I said, I don't think it's possible to create a perfectly balanced game anyway, so you're always going to have to accept um, there's there's some wonky bits, there's some bits that are better than other bits, and it's, yeah. where, it's where they are. Um, but then that's, and that's, but that's, that's your prerogative as your friends and your game thing. So, so the, there is the other discussion, because, and, and the whole thing, huh, interestingly enough, it comes all back to nuance. Um, the whole thing comes back to what is your, um, where are you playing your games? What is your hobby environment, shall we say? Well, I'm so, super competitive and I only want to play to win. So, well, totally. I mean, you are just totally broken. Yeah. So, you all, you all appreciate. I mean, I'm trying to turn it down for the podcast, Duncan. Can you I just stop, stop with the, the Alpha Strike lists? I mean, well, and also <laughs> the corralling of, with, you know, M18s. Um, <laughs> anything, many, anything to get you, the win. Just because it doesn't say you can't take the pattern card three times doesn't mean you should, Dunk. You know. Yeah. Um, no, so in in your hobby environment, there are ways. You know, and most 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 uh, social contracts will find a way to balance these things out, and it's not a problem, and that is exactly fine because, uh, like like us with the T thirty fours in Fate of a Nation, I I started collecting them thinking it'll be I love using obsolete kit mm-hmm. in the wrong era. And yep. it was a hobby challenge, so I did the full thirty-one T thirty-four company. And in the scale of games we were playing, we rapidly discovered it was broken because there's no way yeah. you can kill that many tanks, and there's, there's no, no way, way free 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 McGax could take yep. out that many. Yeah, <laughs> no matter the size of the board or what we were doing, no matter how hard we tried, it always you know unless I intentionally threw a game, which obviously isn't fair to the game, it wasn't going to be fun. Well, it was fun twice, and then it was like, no, Lee looks really upset, and I've, I've run out of money to keep buying him coffees to keep him happy. So, okay, or beers rather, dice. Especially, <laughs> um, yeah, the yeah. beers option. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so many times that I can pick him up, take him to the game centre, smash his face in, buy him a beer, drive him home. It, you know. <laughs> so, so we, yeah. I stopped, I, you know, I sold them. I'm like, that's it. I'll keep, I'll keep ten because I like, you know, that that scratches my itch of having that one platoon of ten. Which is still quite competitive at a point a tank, um, as it is as it is for them, but it's not game breaking like thirty one of them is, or even multiple formations. So the the problem happens with the game that's designed to be out, you know, a, a fun, enjoyable game. When you have someone who isn't in your hobby group that you're playing with, you meet that stranger. It's that pickup game. That pickup game, you should be able to bring 100 points of A-list. Your opponent bring 100 points of A-list. And yes, there will be differences in the construction, and that is a whole element of the war game. 
is the list construction and how you use your list and all that kind of stuff. But there shouldn't be one list that always gets taken because it's obviously patently better than anything else. You know, and that that is what becomes the broken list. Now, it's interesting because it is a matter of perspective and it ties into a whole lot of other things. That's why a lot of arguments come about is because people play on different style boards in different, you know, there's different train setups so different ways of, you know, it, you know, mission selection and stuff like that, that ends up skewing the view of what is the obviously better list. Um, but there are some things that time and time again come out as actually, you know, it, 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 they got this bit wrong for one reason or another. It's not wrong necessarily. It's like they, they over, we, we perceive that they overvalue some things over another. Yeah, mm-hmm. like speed is one always thing that kind of seems. But if they're over valuing, that's a wrong assessment. That I mean, that is that is that, and, and but that's always been the yeah. problem. Is the problem is who wants to admit that what they've released in the world and charge people to buy is wrong? No one does. No one likes to admit they made a mistake. Um, you know, it's a just culture. You just get fired. Um, but but from a consumer perspective, yeah, would that stop you buying it again? If they came out and said we got what the it could wrong. do. Yeah, because but, no, so we, we're in the position that we love Flames of War, yeah, and we will we will change and adapt. We are complete shills for this, exactly. <laughs> well, we are because we're heavily invested, um, yeah. you know. And if it all goes so be, much investment, so much, <laughs> so much. crippling, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm never going to financially recover from this debilitating um, assess, uh, investment. Yeah. No, we are, but then at the same time, as a hobby, it is one hobby amongst amongst a myriad of others and to have enough casual players coming in and getting introduced and enjoying that first thing if if you always came along and go oh i've just bought my starter army and you play against the three veteran guys in the club have all got you know um armored cars and l6s and go well i've just bought my shermans because i thought shermans were a pretty cool tank and i've just got my face smashed in you're going to very quickly stop playing because you know you don't have that investment. You go, oh, there's another game over here. I'll go play that instead. You know, it, what is this? This isn't. This doesn't represent the World War Two hobby because between these two players, they've got more L sixes than actually were served in the war. Yeah. Because they're the patently best selection at the moment in the quote unquote meta. So, long rambling intro from my point of view. That is why dynamic points exist. It's to tweak. It's to tweak the existing formula to promote more varied lists being predominant. You don't necessarily need it. You don't have to do use them if you don't want. If you're not having a problem, that's it. You just don't bother. But if you do, you can go into forces of war. Go into the options. Click a little button, and it will tweak the points value of things for competitive players. It shakes things on their heads without having to adjust the hundred points limit, so or, or have other um, restrictions on what you can and can't take. So for the ETC, he says, um, "Take that, take that off your bingo cards." Which is the <laughs> Euro- European Team Championship. What it does is by having dynamic points, it means that the competitiveness can it shakes things up so it's a new puzzle for people to solve whilst retaining the 100 point limit which is important because 100 points makes a game size and a board size work because 
for every time that you go, you adjust the points if it's up or down, the board size should match it for a meaningful change. Mm. If you change it by 10 points, oh, it's one less platoon, it's not a big thing, or you know, one more platoon, it's not a real big thing. But if you start changing it by a meaningful impact, which is 25 to 30 points, then the board size starts to matter. Right. Um, you know, and, and that means that you come into a whole lot of extra logistics inside of terrain and stuff, you know, it, it, whatever. But by just simply changing the core points of some things, you can shake up the, the, the meta list building, which means that it's a new exciting puzzle to solve. It means that if that is what you want to be doing out there, you can, you know, actually, oh, KVs are really good. Or, oh, no, wait, Shermans are really good. Excellent. I can now run the Sherman company that I've got and play with those toys more so without feeling that I'm going to get hamstrung by someone turning up with 300 armored cars that I can't possibly kill because those points are now too expensive. That's, that's to me, is what the dynamic points is trying to doing, try, trying to do. The issue we've got there is obviously battlefront are new to this so they are being very conservative with their first points change they've done because they want to change a little see what happens get some feedback yeah tweak tweak it again Mm -hmm. in the past when they've changed or nerfed a list um like the early war um, var var they issued stickers which you stuck in your book which permanently changed the points forever and they ruined that list it was it was a complete you know, shotgun to the back of the head job, hatchet job. It made it so bad. No one what ever was, played uh, What was again. worse about that was just saying, oh, this is overpowering. We'll nerf it. I hadn't won a single game that list. <laughs> it's just like someone say, everyone else is winning this. Why can't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lee. Oh, boy. Um, right. So before Battlefront had started to do this, um, the Bun Shop Boys, who are the War Games Club centred around, or a group of war gamers. Bun, cent- bun Shop Guys. Just to, just to make sure the, the announciation is correct on this yeah. bit. Bravo, bun. Uniform November. There was some confusion last time. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, 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 interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That'll tickle them. Um, who are a great bunch of people who love the hobby intrinsically. Um it, you spend an, two hours talking to them and you'll realise that they live, bleed, breathe wargaming. Um, started the process of this because they wanted to see more medium tanks in mid-war. Mm-hmm. So they started in their own points list. So that is the bun points you're here referenced to. Um, for whatever reason, um, Battlefront didn't you talk to them about their points or, or use their points, which I can understand from a commercial point of view in the gaming industry. It, it opens up a Pandora's box of potential litigation and other things like that and influences and, and, and whatnot. Intellectual um, property rights. Yeah, exactly. It's the reason that most people don't open up unsolicited submissions of novels and scripts books and, and stuff, scripts yeah. and things like that. It's the same reason as that. You know, you, that way you can stop a whole load of nonsense. Um, not that obviously that would be a case in this instance because it's the niche part of wargaming and most people would bend over backwards just for a pat on the back. Um, however, they have their own stuff which they've been played a couple of tournaments with and have tweaked some bits and pieces um, and obviously have a, a wealth of knowledge of looking back at things that they've done in that ultra-competitive balance world of you know, the European 
team championships environment. And it's not even that ultra competitive. That's the thing. It's only like, um, like Soren said, there's only like five or six teams who go with that mindset. Yeah, the rest are there to play Flames of War and drink beer and have a good time in Belgium, which was pretty good. I'm so looking forward to it this summer. Um, so that is dynamic points from me. You guys got anything to counteract with? Um, Descent. I am largely ambivalent. Yeah, it's fine. I, I, I don't. I don't think I've got enough invested in caring about the points. Like, like I said, the points, the points. I don't think they're ever going to be right, and I don't think they're ever going to be perfect. Yeah. So you, you're just swapping slightly better ones for maybe sli- not slightly worse ones, sli- maybe slightly better ones, and other stuff will get tweaked in the wrong direction. It's fine. It's just points. They they are what they are. They you, you use them. I think I, yeah, and I, I I agree in that respect. In that I don't think there's ever going to be a perfect points limit. What I would like to see is the more competitive list being the ones that because it's historical war game at the end of the day are more representative of the history, so that mm. you don't sit there having to go well. You know we're playing competitively, so I want you know I, I want my best chance of winning this game. So I have to take partisans supported by flame throwing crocodiles with two lots of seventeen. You know, no, you well, but you do. Do you for that competitive edge? Yes. Do you? Yes. Do you? Because it's patently obvious that when you put anything else up against that, you're sacrificing. You know that points um, competitive edge for historical accuracy. Because taking normal infantry over the resistance, you pay less points. They're already on the board. You know, yes, they have a slightly worse skill, but that doesn't matter because that's not what you're using them for. You know, so an armored car company supported by crocodiles and seventeen pounders and you know, aviaries just becomes very tasty. Which it you know shouldn't be over a Sherman company. A Sherman company should be able to do all that and a little bit more, in my opinion. But then that's yeah, that's the way it is. Um, it ties in a little bit with Mike Robinson's question, saying so with the ETC apparently thumbing their noses at Battlefront dynamic points and going with the latest bun points. Does this kill future attempts by a Battlefront to adjust the points since the community will continue to do their own? I do not believe so. I think. I don't think the ETC has done that yet. Okay. But about to say, has the ETC done that? No, I think it's... it's So it's in a state of flux, as most things, because it's ruled by committee. Um, well, so it's, co- works. it's a committee <laughs> of captains um, who are voting on things as they come through. But I think it's... it's at the moment, they're looking to use the bun points because, the first, like I said before, the first point of the... The first attempt at dynamic points in Battlefront isn't enough. But Whereas then ETC has got some pedigree, yeah. And so Bunchup has got some pedigree. But Bunchup's got some pedigree, so that's closer to what they want. If the second round of um Battlefront changes beats the Bunchup changes, then no one has any skin in the game and they'll just go, Cool, excellent, that we'll use those. Um but I think it's very pragmatic not to just automatically go, Well follow what Battlefront says, because it's Battlefront, you know, they they wanna they wanna maintain the competitive fun that is the ETC. If that makes sense. They want to maintain that as they want to make they're, they're very 
um, aware that they are considered to be the world championship. Um, for those who don't know, the European team championships is only called European because it's hosted in Europe. It is open to everyone from around the world. Um, this is why you play against Kiwis and Americans and things like that. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I think they're just looking to see what's going on. They're not thumbing their nose at it. It's just a, it's a, a thought out, well, as thought out and logical a decision as a committee can come to. <laughs> um, and That's... I do hope that back. Mm-hmm. That seems weird to me, though. Why? Well, why not just use the Battlefront ones? Because they aren't as developed as they as the Bunshot ones at the moment. Okay. So why would you pick the lesser of two options? If, if well, why, the why use any points that the Battlefront have ever produced, then? Because that's not how things work, Dunk. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, if, you may as well come up with completely your own points, then. Like, for everything... Well, that's yeah. It well, I mean, if it was terrible, they probably would do that. But it's not terrible. It's just that they wanted a bit of a tweak and a bit of a change for mid-war because last year we've had late war, yeah. and they alternate between the two. If if early war was a published game, they'd be using early war. But the the committee voted no, no, and no, said no. we want to use mid-war. Yeah, no, that's, it's, not, it's... that's not my, that's not the point I'm trying to make. I'm just thinking. Well, why don't you just use the battlefront? Battlefront have come up with some revised points. Why not just use them? Because there there's a better system out there at the moment. Okay. That that they you know if Battlefront hadn't done anything they'd just be using Bunshop. But Battlefront had done something and they reviewed the current Battlefront ones versus the Bunshop ones and gone, well Bunshop are better at the moment. And then if Battlefront release another one and there's enough time that it doesn't mess up everyone's planning, they'll go, oh excellent. Well we'll review those two. We'll take a vote on it. And as the teams will vote for which list they use, it's very democratic. It's very you know it is a lot of the. A lot of the stigma surrounding the ETC does seem to be from a particular period and a particular, you know, set of players. Yeah, me and Lee. Yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> you two. Just stirring it up. Stripey t-shirt, we had Team France, that is it. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not trying to be contrary. I'm just like, the, the, mm. they've released these. We, yep. we play points for everything else. They play, You played last year, the late war points. Yeah. I just don't understand... I just thought it would be a natural progression. Otherwise, you're going to end up with splinter stuff. Because what's the what stops then someone? I don't know, saying that they want to run a different points value. I suppose they can. They well, can they can, but everyone that. votes on it. No, 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 I'm just thinking about generally. I mean, that, but that is always the case. It's funny. I mean, when I went for Games Workshop and they released the Apocalypse rules, yeah, it was almost surprised. as if people need, people added surprised, but then it was massive. Because for some reason, people need permission to do what they want with their games, mm-hmm. which is really weird. It's this weird thing of like you'll paint it however you want, but then you, you need a bit of paper that says you can take, you know, 20 tigers in your game. And, you know, you can do that. But the, the whole thing, you know, with the ETC is it's supposed to be representative of the main hobby and they're trying to do that the best they can. But at the same time, it's a huge investment. And I think that's where a lot of the stress and, and thing comes from. If you think about it, six people getting six people together to play a game for a weekend in another country and then times that by the hundred odd teams that we had. That country's Belgium. Well, or, or anywhere in Europe, that's the thing. Any anyone can host it. And then it becomes 
it's this huge communal investment in that weekend and you want it to be the best that you can be and if that involves you know stopping and, and the thing is it's the best players in the world coming together so they're going to ring these wrist, uh, lists as much as they can and end up going oh we've got everyone's got this same list actually that's okay there's a problem there because we've all gone through the same process and ended up with the same result let's let's tweak it a little bit and see if we can make a, a genuine difference and make it a little bit more interesting and that's all it is you know it's, it's because it's the outlier of the outlier in terms of you know competitiveness and and like you say for dunk yeah it doesn't make much difference and for us playing i don't think it makes much difference really either because no matter what list Lee takes, he'll still roll ones. <laughs> Fair. You know, Duncan will remount an assault with a single stand and drive me off the objective. So, it's, yeah, it's interesting. And and, and I think it is a, a large amount of, um, not from you, Dunk, but from other people, a large amount of recreational outrage goes into it. And it just doesn't need that at the moment. But no, we'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. Um, I'm just more excited for getting my Italian uh, British Shermans on the board. Italy campaign. Although now I say that, I can't remember where they actually are. Oh God, they are somewhere. Got Spitfires as well. That's got to be on the bingo card. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie loses an army. Yeah, <laughs> loses an army in storage. <laughs> anymore um on a roll and a prayer gaming uh it says oh here we go what units do you consider unleave outable when making a tournament list for me it's crocodiles to deal with dug in infantry so i guess he's talking about late war flames of war because taking crocodiles in great war is a little bit harsh and taking <laughs> taking crocodiles in team yankee is not an advisable technique <laughs> oh can you imagine if, if the brits had actually worked out how to make a crocodile in early war in the in great war that was a game change that would have been. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Alright, Lee, what do you not leave home without? Cheap recce. Get a spearhead. If you, if, you, if you can get a spearhead unit for less than two when less than two for two points or less, it's you gotta throw it in there. It's all about the spearhead. Just that just, just a, oh, it's only there for the spearhead. If, if you can do something else with it, great. And certainly if you're getting like a three or four point um, spearhead, it's got to be able to do something else other than be a spearhead unit. Yeah. Um, always try and make sure I've got at least one template that can drop smoke as well as HE, preferably two. Yeah. Um, always try and have an infantry unit, though some armies I do actually just go all tanks, but always want to have at least one in there for combined arms. Nice. Mm. Dunk, what about you? Uh, I, I actually don't. I've stopped taking Ricky. Interesting. Too many missions where you didn't need it, or just, yeah, it's just it, it. It kind of. I I never um seem to get the full max out of it, and it's just. Is it is it a distraction from the main event? Mm, it's it's just. <laughs> eh. Maybe it's the type of armies I play though as well. Because if you're not if you don't need to get forward, then spear is not really helping you do much else. That's true. Um, I was some way of digging out infantry and gun teams to be the artillery or flamethrowers is usually a good idea. 
Well, you yeah. used you used your uh, Soviet assault pioneers, didn't you? They, the storm they group, messed, yeah. They messed up my nebs quite happily, and that's that's <laughs> it. Yeah, um, I think I think the the crocodiles are uh, popular because they're um, they're just hard to shift. You don't need artillery necessarily in that list because you've got somewhere digging out infantry teams that's not yeah um, that's not an artillery barrage, but yeah, an artillery barrage of some kind. Uh, I, do, I do love the Avarys for the simple yes. fact they don't they don't care if you're going to ground or not. Yes, yeah, so the same principle. They just plus something to batter stuff, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but I don't think there's anything else really that I I think I've got to have. Um, guess some high end AT of some kind, or some way to deal with really high armor. Yeah, I mean that is that is the the usual triangle, isn't it? Is Templates, high yeah. AT. It doesn't have to be a necessary high AT. It's just some way of dealing with heavy tanks. And then an infantry, some form of infantry, if you have a building you can get in and castle up in. Uh, yeah. Or, or or some form of control area control, because that's the trouble that um, tanks have. Yeah, they can't take they can't, anything. Can't deny easily. She sit there and go, oh, you've been bailed. Well, you've stopped contesting that objective then, and yeah. now I win. As I found out, yeah, another game. <laughs> An assault yeah. unit? Something yeah. that's reasonably good at assaulting. Because at some point you will have to assault some, you know, to take an objective. SS Tigers? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Or unnecessarily really hard-hitting, like, Martin's assault sappers. They hit on twos or whatever it is. Shudder. Yeah, 28 stands hit on twos. I think that's it, really. That's it, yeah. Um, and whatever makes you sit there and go, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. And, uh, There's nothing a, better than putting a unit on the board and going, that looks awesome. In a tow missiles. Or Milan Ribbit. missiles, sorry. Ribbit. Yep. Milan training missiles. Milan training missiles, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you need. <laughs> My new favourite unit. <laughs> 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 ah. Okay, boys. Well, that is the end. Is that of all the officer answers? That is all the ones that I have. Is that not the? I okay. think. I think maybe. No, it can't be because I got the ones off the Patreon page as well. <laughs> Wait, what? That was the ones. No, because you haven't done butter raisers questions, stuff like that. That's all the ones off the Discord. Oh, where am I looking? It should be. It should be there. It should be um, the ones with oh, white background. Oh my gosh! Yep. Our patrons have been very thorough in those questions, including they have, ones not right. on Discord. Well, they've had a lot of time off over Christmas <gasps> thought, to think about things. Haven't they, I was really? so excited. I thought, oh, I get really night, but no, no, no. I'm gonna have to go to work late tomorrow. Oh well, what a shame. Traffic between the, the bedroom and the kitchen table. Working yep. from home. Painting from home. Um, Alex Graham. Hello, Alex. Asks. After the Battlefront 2023 preview, there were some disinterested rumblings by an unnamed (coughs) Lee host regarding (laughs) Berlin. What additions could have been made to spice up this capital event, be it scenarios, units, or wild ideas? Does anyone care to take a Reich stab at it? I feel like a lot of that's going to have to wait to the book review. But, Fantastic. Um, until that angry, angry book review. Well, I mean, uh, I, I think for Lee, can I answer for you, Lee? Go for it. 
Um, well, let's see what you say. Can I put some words in Chief- your mouth, Lee? Chieftains. Lucky in, Chieftains, in, yes. Chieftains in Berlin, uh, Camo. Yeah, I, I want my Berlin book, but I want it in Team Yankee. Exactly. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> my uh, checkpoint, Charlie. I want, I want my one buck recoilless guns. I want my little F four three two with the um, fox turret on the top. Yeah. <laughs> Saladins. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think I said on the on the last podcast. It's just Berlin holds very little interest for me. Just it's all over by then. It's just you know, it is just literally how how long do you want to hold? No, there's no relief. But but that that to me is the. But Lee, that is the Clausewitz's army. Clausewitz's army's coming. Whatever his name is, the eleventh army. Schneiderist, Schneider, main Führer, Schneiderist, Schneiderist. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that to me is the is the whole thing of it though. That is the the in version three they had enjoy the war, you know, enjoy the war because peace would be hell, and it's like at a human level, why would you? Other than you have no choice. Well, I, can tell you why the, um, I, I hope you had a good time because now you're going to pay for it. I can tell you why the, well, it's, it's the find LSS out things. Held out. Yeah. <laughs> the mess around and find out. To keep out. <laughs> oh, I mean, to me, and that there is this 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 thing at the back of my head. There's always been a hobby project to 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 recreate the area outside the Reichstag in a Flames of War board. Even though it would probably game wise make more sense to do it in 28 mil for the scale of the interactions going on, mm-hmm. but then to do it in 28 mil and do it justice, it would be so huge, it would take up the whole barn because it's that such a big like area. A <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. When I say it out loud, I realize that some people would be like, oh. Do you think we're going to get like Panther terms in the Berlin book? I, I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be helpful for it. They, they had a great fascination of putting everything on a single mount in the middle of the road, didn't they? Yeah, but the, the, the issue I had with them before is that they were pretty rubbish. Well, they, they'll still be pretty rubbish because Panthers are still pretty rubbish. Well, no, the, yeah, the issue was that they just weren't very well armoured and so they just got shot and you're like, oh, okay. Uh, uh, what Were they bad? What were they in version three? Front armour... I can't remember now. The, the sides were still crap because it's a panther turret. They're still set crap from the sides. That'd be quite nice though, because that would do for Italy. Well, mm. that's where they were from. That's, yeah. that's where they were in version three, weren't they? It was Italy. Yeah, but they they did have some knocking around. I want my Mark Four. <laughs> oh, my, my! If you're gonna put if you if you're gonna put mouses in, you can and give us a Mark Four, Pete. Yeah, and Panzer twos. You can give me a Mark Four. Use as a machine gun bunker. That's all I want. Really? But do you notice something? What's that? What? Everything, everything you're both saying is German. Yeah. It's like, that's, and that's the problem. The Soviet book is the one that's coming first. It's just like... Hero a IST. big old book Hero, of Hero IST. You take that back. It is, it is a big Version old Version 3 at Cor- uh, um, Warfare, one of the best games I've played was IS, Hero IS2s with um, tank riders, bedspring armour, Supported by is it the two hundred and eight millimeter? Two hundred three, uh, nineteen thirty one. Two hundred three self propelled tracked gun that you could scout. You did the whole scouting thing. We had like a, a skill roll to see if you could infiltrate, and you could infiltrate these two massive guns up the board to try and direct fire with their bunker buster nonsense. 
it was absolutely hilarious to see people's faces when this gigantic gun snuck through no man's land it's like <laughs> be very quiet we're hunting fascists yeah it's not it's not 33rd <laughs> Elbert... SS, though is it it's not charlemagne well there you go I and mean, that's you know that's again german i know what are you gonna do i'm just saying the the soviet stuff's a bit the red banner teams oh no it's so much it's <laughs> all about those the red banner i, I don't know if they're going to do any of the special rules that they had in version three with the red banner where it was just like your team dies there's another team next to it they pick it up and they keep going and it's just this whole mad rush of just utter carnage across the board and it is like you say it's senseless because you could just stop and wait and everything would fall apart anyway but no, let's just just throw more people in. Let's just keep going. You want to be the first person to put your flag on top of the Reichstag? Off you go. There's another six people after you, but hey, we'll see who wins. I'm going to get it out of there. I mean, that's kind of problem. But you basically on one side, you've got a magnetical dictator with with um, you know fanatical troops and super tanks. <laughs> on the other side, you've got the Nazis. It's just like <laughs> but that is it. That is the sheer insanity of the situation. And that's, you know, that's the reality of the end of war in Berlin. You know, and I, I guess it doesn't suit everyone. Your, your mileage may vary, as they say. Um, but for me, it, it, it leads to some very interesting street assaults. <laughs> well, the street barricade things were always quite cool. Oh, yeah, they were cool. They were cool models as well. So that that is... Uh, Maybe we'll get you into that. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. But that's fine, Lee. If, you, if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. Well, I saw Soviet. I'm sure we'll play some games for it. It's just like... yeah. Uh, Cornelia Simone asks, when Battlefront restarts the dormant Vietnam Great War Fate of a Nation product lines, do you think there'd be a chance to update them? For example, have new kits, more plastic, new branding for box art, or do you think they'll just put, in, put be put into production? The previous kits are out of stock. Yes. <laughs> yes. Second one. Second one. And do you know what? That's fine. Uh, also, they ask yeah. stuff like Centurion, you know, Plastic Centurion coming, which will oh, probably have a re- no, injection back into those ranges, effectively. Be still my beating heart. Because Pete seemed to indicate that it was going to have all the options. For it should do. Right. Otherwise, I'm going to buy a one-way ticket to uh, New Zealand, and I won't incriminate myself anymore on a public available podcast. <laughs> That plastic centurion is the bomb, and it, I, it's the one thing I'm like, I, I need like 20 of those because mm-hmm. they can do my Australians and they can do my Checkpoint Charlie and they can do my um, Arabs. And they, it's going to be so good. Oh. Um, yeah, it'll be small numbers made to order, I imagine, direct only, and that's fine. Um, the original models, they don't need plastics. If they can do them in metals, which I hope they will be, they're great. Um, to be honest, even if they redid the Masinocast, they'll probably still be good because they've in the last batch of Masinocast I got, it's getting good now. Finally, they've got the mix between brittleness and um, flexibility to make good molds. Um, and yeah, hopefully it will be a good injection. I'm excited to get back into Nam. I've got my Great War stuff already to paint up. Fate of a Nation just needs finishing off. Um, and it will just be more, more, more different 
as an English phrase. Right, you boys, anything you uh, excited to get back into? I've got all the stuff I need for Nam. At some point, I'm going to go back and do an Arab nation for for Foen as well. You've got the stuff you need for Nam? Um, sorry, Foen. I was going to say, I, I, have you got Nam, Lee? I, I, at some point, I'm going to get around to doing a Vietnam sapper unit for Nam, uh, for Nam just so I can say I've got a, 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 you know, an MVA army. Yes, join the dark side. Fortunate oh. sun intensifies. Um, I've always had with Nam, isn't it? Not people do the, do the actual, you know, Nam bit. <laughs> Everyone's doing the Americans all the cool Gucci kit. And unfortunately, yeah. Vietnam always suffered by not Dude, having... Dude, I've got my local forces battalion that is built, sat there waiting. I think I built that one in um, Doha when I was out there. Mm-hmm. But I just need to actually get it in the painting queue and remember where I've kept it. Um, <laughs> Cornelius goes on to say, uh, do you think these games will have a chance to catch on in popularity and be expanded? As an example, Great War came and went at my local store and it's now impossible to find, with Battlefront never adding to the range beyond late Western Front. Uh, not immediately, is my answer. Um, I, I don't think you'll see any. Well, they're quite ring-fenced conflicts. So yeah. What they've the, got, they've got. They've done pretty much. well. Yeah. Um, I think just having the models available and having people start playing them hopefully will inspire them to keep going but I, th- I don't think they'll revisit them in terms of adding extra stuff what could they add it's, it's still yeah exactly well well mro nines <laughs> and vads for these raids be a really great start <laughs> <laughs> um could they do that with unit cards yeah of course you can because they've you all got cards they've got cards for those games right uh, they got cards for the Israeli. They've one. all they've Israeli. They've all Nam Israeli. They've all got card packs because they're all sat in my cupboard thinking yep. about it. So they could quite easily add a card pack for modern plastics that have been released to go back. Interesting. Uh, maybe Vads in Great War that might be overstepping a little bit. Again, can you imagine a Vad system in, in the Great War? Yeah, it's called just <laughs> like machine <laughs> Italian, isn't it? At night, Vads at night through smoke. <laughs> Uh, we're out of bullets. Oh, crap. What's that? The fucker men is burnt. Red red barren my ass. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew Davis asks the fourth Dorsets liberated a Mariah Tatum pole from a pub in Dorset and took it to Normandy. <laughs> what? The fourth Dorsets liberated a Mariah Tatum pole from a pub in Dorset and took it to Normandy. What would you guys take from a pub or other establishment, and what armies do you think would benefit from its morale-boosting presence? <laughs> Barmaids. Oh, no, 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 straight away. Do you remember there was that terror attack, and uh, the, the guys, there was two people that took a narwhal horn. A, off a of, narwhal oh, horn. I would a 100%. narwhal horn off of the side of the pub. Yeah, yep. and, go, uh, it, and take that and go, come on then. I mean, what would be more terrifying than having a, 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 a an underslung narwhal horn on your Sherman? <laughs> Follow the narwhal. Yeah, no, that beats it. That beats anything I can come up with right now. Narwhal. If in doubt, narwhal. narwhal horn. I mean, that's... Yeah, you know it's a bad day. <laughs> when you're getting bayonet fenced with a narwhal horn. Oh, great. They've got a narwhal. Yeah, of course. Of course. I told Derek. <laughs> I told him. Um... Battle Rezia asks, I managed to convince slash scam my in real life battalion commanding officer to join me in a game of Team Yankee. Oh, well done. And he, was dis- 
Uh, yeah, good. I was disappointed by the lack of combat service support representation in the game. Ooh. How okay. he was lack of, disappointed by the lack of combat service support representation in the game. How do you think such logistical manpower, medical backbones can be introduced into the game? Right, well, I think it just goes to show that they don't actually serve a point in the battlefield. So, where's the catering? Where's the you know? You need that. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, not thought that through. That's what objective markers are for. You put you got objective marker for putting your like your burnt out logistics vehicles. Yeah. If well, you want to do I, I, I medic think... stuff, you can always put the triage rules in from um Yeah, no. And well, that is that, that's where I was gonna go. Yeah. The engineering it's... stuff's got a place. I don't know why it's not got rules. The the thing the thing there is to remember that the representation of being destroyed on a flames on the tabletop yep. is not you are dead. You are no longer combat yeah, effective. Yeah, yeah. Correct. It's... Which is why one one hundred and five mil shell from a main tank can take out a, an infantry team. In reality, very unlikely. But you kill three of them and wound one, and there's only two guys left. They're no longer combat effective. Um, and I think that's where it kind of comes in. Um, if it was me and I was being, you know, asked that question, I would say put in. Like a command card, you pay a number of points. You can re-roll a certain number of infantry saves. Maybe. Well, what about morale? Would it not have a morale effect? Oh, that would be good. So you maybe don't get, a, maybe not a re-roll. Maybe it's a. There's like a one-off Manifest effect. That's last stand or something like that. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah your last, last stand. Point. Yeah, yeah, your last stand because you because you've got a really effective combat. You know, yeah. medics taking your wounded away. Yeah. You 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 can automatically re-roll your last stand. Through casualties, yeah, or once or something, or just so it's not overpowering. Or automatically pass the first one. Yeah, that, that that's what I would do. I'd make it auto pass the first one. Yeah, you force to take. And then the next time you're like, actually, this is pretty crap. We've got T seventy twos everywhere. Exactly, you know, it's time to go. In your face. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter that I'm going to put a really pretty plaster of Paris cast on my arm. Um, my arm's over there. But it also means that it's not any better than the um, company <laughs> commander. So you got a difference yeah. to the company commander rule. Yeah, yeah. The bridging stuff, I think you could just have almost some of it, the recovery vehicle things, is just have that, uh, what's it, cross here order. Uh-huh. They, they can issue that like a platoon commander, so your platoon commander could do Ooh. something else. I also think that sometimes, you know, the whole wargaming gets it wrong. And actually sometimes, in, in my experience at least with my military units, having the company commander right next to you should force you to re-roll successful rallies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not happy. <laughs> Well, how popular just, is he? Just go, just go away. Just leave us alone, so we can get on with this. Yeah, you're attracting fire, you idiot. Yes. Why have you got a gigantic flag on your tank, sir? Can you? <laughs> I think I think there's some cool stuff you could put in there as command cards. I mean, they've got the the bridging stuff, haven't they? In the command cards for the Avery. Yeah. And that's yeah, some, but that's the, tr- the trouble is, team yeah, team Yankee doesn't have them, does it? Doesn't uh... have cards. Which that's a, that's a different problem, but yes, for good doesn't. and bad. Well, mostly bad. Yeah, mostly bad. mostly bad. But I would, I, I, th- I think there's some cool stuff you could do. Like you, you got the big Fred and little Fred radar systems for the Soviets as well. Mm-hmm. That could have some kind of, I don't know, like mark them up for your uh, anti-air units or, mm. or something like that. There's plenty you could do that could actually be quite nice. You know, pay a point. Mm. It's got to be better than lucky, right? <laughs> unlucky. Uh, 
That's my forcing argument. Opponent, forcing the opponent to reroll a dice. That is my. That's my everything. More one point cards, so we can just get lucky, invalidated completely. Gone. Yeah, completely. gone. Uh, finally then, Lack of Foresight Gaming uh, asks, with a ton of new stuff on the horizon, what are the gang most excited about for the upcoming releases in 2023? Oof. Oh, who's passed out? Was that Lee? Uh, it's me. I just dropped oh, okay. my phone in excitement for Berlin. Oh, I thought he'd just fallen over. Oof, that's too much. <laughs> just... um, Alright, S-Tanks. Still S-Tanks. Oh god, I, I mentally blocked out the Team Yankee. No, S-Tanks. Northern stuff. It's always going to be S-Tanks. There is no cooler tank. I have I have <laughs> enough toys to paint. I have tank. enough toys it's to paint. It's not a tank. It's a tank destroyer. And the tank destroyer I'm is married, a tank. I'm, married, I'm a married spud. I'm a married spud. I don't need more. Oh, it's gonna, so much. It's going to happen. These are already bags well, of Danes. Norwegians. <sighs> I bag Norwegians. Oh, yeah, Norwegians. Yeah, but that's what I want. I've been to half those places. I've got oh. to park the aircraft in a, a house. There's only one way to sort this out. We both do Norwegians because there's no real limit. No, Harry <laughs> yes! Hill. Harry, Harry Hill, fight, obviously. Nope, nope we're both doing Norwegians. Oh, God, there's not enough Soviet Marines. Oh, <laughs> Dutch Marines. I hope there's Dutch Marines. Oh, hovercrafts. No, because the other thing is there was a Brighton goalkeeper called Michel Kuypers. And he was a former Dutch Marine. Really? And, yeah, there's a song about him. Nice. Um, but he was a chef, like in uh, Under Siege. We still we still need to do our um, Suez amphibious fight. Yes. Well, some of us have got PT-76s painted already. Some are they water versions? No, why would I do that? Why would I have water? <laughs> no, no one should have that. There's always a bigger boat, Duncan. No, there's not. <laughs> Although I do want some hovercraft for my Iranians. Exactly right. I mean, oh. <laughs> well, they did Chinooks. There can't be that much difference to a massive hovercraft. Well, they did. I know that when they released Nam, um, one of the they sculpted a one to a hundred scale uh, B fifty two. Was it seeing Love Shack? But you know, you you heard why love uh, Nam exists, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Because they, you know, the studio head went away for a weekend, a week. <laughs> they all got they was we were soldiers too many times, and it ended up sculpting an entire range. <laughs> yeah, this will work. Yeah, this would be great. This is awesome. Love shack, baby love shack. Oh, yeah, I mean, um, that's kind of it. Uh... I can't even remember what's coming out now, apart from that. I've suppressed it. There's, there's a whole load of things that they sneaked, um, and there'll be more that they'll that will just happen and arrive. Late, late War Leviathan, there you go, Lee. That's for you. See, I don't mind for being Late War Leviathan as long as they're you know, integrated in a way that you can maybe ignore them no. if you want to. No, yeah. they'll be in, in book formations like the mid ones. Stop or it. Do you like, or, or like I say, do it like a 1946 book. Yeah. No, in, in, information in book, not wild cards. <laughs> That's how it's going to be. Entirely unavoidable. Entirely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, There'll the, be a black box for every single company yep. in the book. The, the waft of inevitability about it. 
It's going to be a good year, though, boys. I'm excited. We've painted so much already, and it's not even halfway through January. Well, certainly Durkin has. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to try not to buy anything new. I've got plenty to paint, so... Exactly. Not this rate. You're going all painted. No. Well, and then, and then it's no. a happy problem to have, right? Mm-hmm. Never. Now, you can't paint everything, otherwise you die. I keep that, telling is, you. that is also true. That's and why I live forever. I do need one more BMP, because I forgot that the company command needs one. It's got to have a ride. It makes it's one, walk, po- it's it one point. Seems, it's ridiculous. He's it's one a point p- to give him a ride. Yeah, it's two points for a commander. And you're like, can you not have... He's one stand. Can you not have got his BMP free? The, having, having the individual sprues back on the Battlefront store would be nice. Mm. Be helpful. Especially be for helpful. the stuff that's not on tanks. Exactly. They want, they're quite expensive now as well as box sets. Have you, have you seen how much they're Yeah, they're, the cost of everything are going up, aren't they? They're 11 quid for a... A single tank spray. Yeah, at that point you're better off buying the eight, nine mm. pounds. Yeah. Loose. Cool. Events then. Um fourth and fifth of February is Caravery twenty twenty three at Battlefield yep. Hobbies in Daventry. I think I'm alright for that. One. Coming, Duncan? Yeah, I think I'm alright for that one. I'll, I'll get a ticket. <gasps> you are? I think so. Get a ticket. I'll drive us yep. up there. Who's Oh no, I've got a drive I've got a drive as well because I think I've got to go north. Oh no, not again. Yep. Spend half my life up there. Ugh. Um, Ugh. Yeah, I'll, I'll see. Because it might be I have to oh. go up on the. Th- yeah, are you going up on the Friday? I'm going up on the. F- no, the Saturday morning. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, All right, then. We'll see. We'll figure something out, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, the 4th and 5th of March is Winter War 2023. Finnish Flames of War Nationals. Location is. Ketehale Sunasunen Ratantai, which is in Helsinki, Finland. Soren's going, so, you know, don't worry about it. Well, not if he goes painted. to what I just said. I'll probably just insult yeah. his grandmother. Have you seen his Gerberg, uh, Jager? Oh, no, because I clawed my eyes out after looking at those pictures Jeez, and this... hammered them with my. He's, he's gone, like, next level. I don't know how. I didn't think he, he already ever... was next level. But That's I know, the but annoying he's, thing. He's found a whole new level. He's found a whole new level of just. Insanity. Yeah. It's positive positive for him. Happy ways <laughs> in the universe. Space wants to cut my um, hands off. Yeah. Yep, exactly. He plays a water finished nationals, um, which is in Helsinki. Uh, there is a Facebook page website that you can find. It's mid war, it's a hundred points of the dynamic points. Um forty players, and the event contact is F O W events Finland at gmail.com. FOW events. That's really lucky that his parents had the foresight to name him name FOW like... Events <laughs> Finland. Correct, yeah. <laughs> All one word All at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm very tempted. Although, unfortunately, much. I, I, I'm all for traveling to other countries to play war games. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's my new favorite thing. Um, salute War Game Show, 22nd of April, Excel Center in London. It's not a tournament, but it is an event. It's mm. the 50th. The big five zero. I go or it won't exist next year. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, but also, if you guys are free, maybe we could do like a Patreon meetup. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I'm all for free beer. Why would it be free? Because you guys would be paying. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Why do you think I invited you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> You don't have a dog and bark, Duncan. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, 
it's 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 um anarchy models are not uh, oh if you want any airbrush stencils anarchy models check those out awesome uh aren't actually uh don't have a trade stand so for once i'll be going as a punter oh how interesting so i won't be working yeah. a stand i won't have to be driving there early i'm just gonna go up there and have some fun and see what's around and maybe buy toys if i've painted enough toys to be able to buy toys <laughs> which at this rate i will because i'm churning through things Oh, yeah, what well, well, Lord of the Rings thing's just cleared off. Yeah, I know. Thing. I have just bought a Necromunda Cargo 8 land train with oh, trailers. God. But I'll get it painted when it arrives tomorrow, and then we'll be good. Um, fifth, 4th, 5th, 6th of August, ETC Midwar. 100 points Midwar in Belgium, Belgique. I'm so excited. It's going to be so much fun. Or it'll be terrible. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Either way, I, I, there is a thing about events where your mindset going in about having fun and just being determined to have fun really does affect how you come across those first stumbling blocks where it doesn't quite go to plan. Um, as long as I, you know, well, I know the venue's the same, so they won't have a thirteen pound fifty sausage roll, whatever it was, at what? warfare. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Which is on the eleventh and twelfth of November this year, which is warfare reading. Which is late war again. Um, oh, I've missed nationals. Sorry. 23rd, 24th of September is Flames of War UK nationals at uh, Battlefield Hobbies with Hammy. Hooray! Which is mid war. Excited about that. Um, and I think I said this is the last. Every time I look at this list, I'm like, that's a great weekend. That's going to be a good weekend. That's going to be. It's just good. It's good weekends of playing toy ward volleys. If you have any events, let us know. Um, on did, the Facebook page or through did uh, Mark Discord send you one? Or... Did you just read that one out? That's the finished one that I put oh, in there. Oh, is that the finished one? Subtly. Okay. That no one yeah. knew. Genius. Yep. So you're welcome, Goddard. <laughs> I accept payments through Travelers checks and stamps. Um, small and denomination that... notes. Yeah. Small denomination notes. Euros. Uh, that is the end of the events that I have in front of me so far. Apart from the one that we're going to force Lee. When are we forcing Lee to run Dak Dak Goes Back? Never. No doing it. <laughs> Daggedy Dak Dak. I'm retired from DTA. Daggedy Dak, dog top back. Exactly. Take out the papers and the trash. I think we're on to shoot and scoop. Okay. Oh, I so thought we still what, What's Lee? our stats for today? 87 episodes, boys. So I think we're veterans by now. Are we? Oh, not gonna, definitely not going to pass now. No. Exactly. You read my mind. One. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> One without a re-roll. The armor train of a podcast. Oh, armor train? No. Armor train wreck. It is a wreck. Totally a wreck. Yeah. But obviously a wreck is, is it, just, storm? you know, terrain. No, no cross check. It's just yeah. the armored train wreck of a podcast you've been listening to. Shooting scoop, plays a world podcast, and the team at Breakthrough Assault at the UK. It's brought to you by support for Battlefield Hobbies, Dice of War, Frontline Terrain, and B52. I crash you. Wreck is across the board.
Wah, wah, airplanes, wah. Wah, wah, airplane. Yeah. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Well, I always push on they know that Duncan is now the biggest air power advocate amongst us. Yes. They're in all the time. I'm going to get both kinds of stukers. Both kinds of stukers. Both yeah. kinds of stukers. Country and western. It comes exactly. in pints. Ranch and original. <laughs>